so and I, I put these on because if I don't, then when I look at the camera, I don't, I can't, I can't see oh, the this right. Oh, cool, man. This is awesome, man. But, I like uh, the duck work. That's awesome. I well, here, I mean, they, yeah, it's, it's got some uh, blemishes, but I really love it. Dude, this I love is awesome, the space. Man. And I'm not a handy dude, but I made this out of a door. Did you? What's well, cool, man? It's it was framed and sitting behind my furnace for ten years. I think it's awesome. I pulled all the two by fours and and made the legs and all the support for it and stained it and I was like, oh, dude, it's awesome. I can build shit. I, I remember that growing up all my life. Right. I remember that. Yeah, that's that was the primary. Pete, I was like, I need real walls so that that can be hanging. That is <laughs> awesome, dude. That is. Uh, it's so funny you said sound peaches because my kids are always like. I don't know what it is because my kids are getting older and I'm kind of at midlife crisis. I'm like, all of a sudden I'm having fun. I'm like, oh man, I remember doing that. And, right. Yeah. You know, and so. So anyway, I don't need these after I, once I do that, unless we got to look at something. But uh, this is episode 17, Badass Records, Dave Cheerhart. Am I saying it right? Yes, Cheerhart. Yep. Like cheer. Cheer and heart. Cheer and heart. Um, How's it going? Good, man. Good, man. Excited. Very excited about this, man. It's like one of my most favorite hobbies. Right. Um, so I'm 93. What were you? 92. 90, you were 92. Okay. Yep. And you were there all four years. I would, I didn't go to East. So I was at oh, Linder right. and Indian Hills. Okay. And then I went to East like one month and then we moved. So from where to where I went out to Blue Valley. I was at Blue Valley North. So I was the first class all four years to Blue Valley North. Okay. But I hung like the, the school didn't exist before that. Yeah. There was a couple years before me, but it was kind of a, Blue Valley North was kind of weird back then because nobody wanted to be there. So, and they kept forcing kids from Blue Valley to fill it. And it was, uh, it didn't have the camaraderie like we grew up with, you know, everybody's older brothers. I mean, it's just, right. And matter of fact, I think I dated one girl from there. Everybody else is either from, I'd go back to East parties. I mean, I just, I mean, that's where I grew up. I mean, yeah. you know, um, so, and have you, you've been in Blue Valley ever since? Is no, that where you are now? I lived in, so then I moved, went to K-State and okay. then, um, my as my ex-wife approached me their family had the oldest tree company in kansas city one of the first ones and said hey i, I knew i wasn't crazy about what i being a vet in school i didn't want to do it anymore and that's what but that's where k-state's State. where you go for that right? yeah. yeah so um i said hey man i love outdoor work I, I worked at the pool companies here in town um so started doing it and got in doing that and then uh, lived in waldo for 17 years oh that's right you're uh, we were just talking about the waldo where were where the crossroads 80 uh, 81st and summit Okay. So right there, lived there. And then, um, my, so my three younger sisters, one's in Chicago, two, two of them are right over there. One, the one with whose dog is up there is at 79th and Madison. Yeah. And then the other one's at 82nd Jarbo. What was killer is minor lived down the street from me. Okay. And this is back before you could really track people down because you didn't have cell phones, whatever. So it was hard right. to get people's numbers and yeah. she went to their parents. Right. And then Brent Taylor's sister, the baby Bethany, who, Last time I saw her, she was in diapers, was living in the corner house. I didn't even know that's who that was. Oh, weird. I know. Until Brent told me one day and I saw her, I'm like, wait a minute, you're Bethany? <laughs> and, you know, it's because she was a lot younger than us. Right. Um, well, everybody's over there. Did they have four of the Taylors? Uh, There's three. There's Scott, Brent, and Bethany. No, you're forgetting Gene. Oh, there was Gene. I'm sorry. Gene was the oldest. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Gene, Gene was the oldest. Yes. No, I, Gene's three years younger than me. Gene was? Yeah. She was, my, she was buddies with my sister. I thought Gene was... I See, I never met Gene. Okay. Now, I... Weird that you didn't meet Gene, but you met Bethany. Bethany, the, Bethany only met a few years ago. Oh, right, right. Like but, I said, Bethany was literally a baby when I saw But they her. had a place in PV, like, over by St. Anne's. Sid is still there. I still go by and do their true work. I still see him. 
to me, like, I don't back. I don't know. I six people in one of those little PV houses. Sid still has the Volkswagen Bug in the garage. No way. And he still has that Toyota Land Cruiser, that 1960s, the, 70s. They spray paints. It's still he still drives it sitting in his driveway. Wow. And uh, are what about their as the mom Bethany or I'm not sorry, uh, Wendy, Miss yeah. Taylor. She just retired as the art teacher for Blender last year. Wow. But they're um, not, they're not together anymore. Oh no, they're still together. Oh. Oh no, they still do great. Um, but he still has the house. Then they still have the house. Yes. But they don't live there. No, they still live there. Oh, okay. no, they still live to this day. Because matter of fact, Brandon come town. I've been over. I, I do their tree work, and then I go sure. see Sid when I'm bidding. I'll stop by and see him. Um, I just got one of Brent's dogs, uh, his puppies. Okay, which I'm kind of excited. It's Michael Keaton, the actor's dog's grand puppy. So it's like oh, funny Batman's grand dog. So so what like Brent had a litter. Uh, Llewellyn said, yeah, he he breeds Llewellyn setters. So um, and then we just had lunch with it was me minor. Uh, Scott and Brent were both in town. Okay, about a poor month and a half ago. No, poor. I just went and bid his stepdad's tree work. Okay, I just talked what, to him. Oh, S- Scott and Brent got yeah, you. Scott Taylor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who um, I went hunting with him in Montana four years ago, three years ago. I got that was the first time I'd seen Scott since high school. They both live up there. Scott lives in Idaho, I think. He's a doctor. Okay, and then Brent lives in Montana. And then they both have a farm in Chile, the country, right. where they both own it, are partners. Chile. Chile. <laughs> they live down there, and um, and uh, so I, I see him, you know, I see him quite a bit. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready to go hunt with Brent. Okay. October. So, like, the other day you were telling me uh, uh, this story about being hunting with him, and he left you somewhere? Oh, my God. So, Brent always wanders. He's just, that's just Brent. And it was hilarious. And in uh, life, sure, but when you're out somewhere, it was, was a little it? freaky because I didn't know if he'd been hurt or something. So because right? you're up in the mountains, which you're taking back, it's just beautiful. I mean, you see old settlements that are just stone oh, foundations. Cool. I mean, it, it is the most beautiful place in the world I've ever been. And uh, you know, it's two in the morning. I, I, I don't know where it was I, dark. Yeah, we're at two in the morning, and last time I saw him was five in the morning. And he just said, "Sorry, I got distracted and not lost, just distracted," because he's been up there a million times. Thank God Scott shows up to go hunt with us, and Scott brings goats with him to pack out the meat, and they follow him around. And so uh, I hunted the next day with Scott because he wanted me to go <laughs> with him. So I ran with Scott, and Brent went on his own, and uh, it was funny because uh, weren't, weren't you scared? Like, getting, were, were you lost without? No, I oh. was. I was at the campsite. I came oh, back a little bit to the campsite. I thought you guys were like trekking, no. and he just peaced out. No, okay. we, 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 we went to go separate ways that day okay. and kind of okay. go off. And he, he, and he asked. I said, that's cool. And I said, he goes, let's meet up and go look at the, uh, there's a cliff where the plane's hit, and I guess you can't retrieve body. I mean, they're just down there. And the mountain goats are up there, and I wanted to see mountain goats, and he's going to show me some of the crashes. And then that's what was kind of, that's why I headed back to camp early. Crashes. Plane crashes. They, where they collide into the mountains, and like, you can't retrieve bodies. How often does that happen? I don't think very often. Um, this is Montana? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's like irretrievable when stuff goes down there so he's going to show me the stuff and brent found that spot by it's part of the international trail that goes east to west and north to south some trail okay goes across the country and brent would take summers off in between semesters at ku and hitchhike and walk that ride his bike across that trail that's how he found the spot that's how he found it where he wanted to live in montana okay and sounds it is, pretty brent is very oh i probably my most favorite part was i'll just say this real quick it's hilarious was Brent, for some reason, decided to plant spruce trees up there in the okay. camping spot. 
Scott brought those goats, and those goats kept eating. (laughs) (laughs) Scott's like, I don't even know why you care that you just, you know. Those two bickering reminded me of the old days because it's it's just hilarious. How do you you have this knack for uh, identifying trees properly? Yes. By their name? Sometimes. All the time with me. You're like, are you talking about your maple? I'm like, the one on the left. I, I gotta, How often do people are like, they're like, yeah, yeah, the maple. Uh, you know, I. it's like when people always want to shoot me a picture and I'm like, eh, let me go see it first. And I mean, there's sometimes one of my best friends is uh, one of the head guys at Ryan Tree, man. He's like, I call him the Yoda trees, man. That guy can do scientific name on you and he can just, I love him. He's the best. He's my encyclopedia. And I'm nice. like, hey, man, what is this? I'm like drawing a blank. You know, the bark's this, the leaves are this. And man. He's awesome. So, I mean, he's next level. I can do pretty much, I'd say, 93, 94% of them, not a problem. So, um, But with your customers, do, when you refer to them by their proper name, do they typically know, or is it a mix, or do they? Uh, it's hard sometimes. The ones that kind of drive you crazy are the, um, oh, the uh, all the plant people, the uh, flower people that have that degree that are... Um, botanists? Not botanists, it's... Um, Oh my God! Well, they're 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 gardeners. They're master gardeners. Okay. Those are the ones that drive you crazy because they bring in stuff that doesn't belong here, and you don't normally see it, and you start really stretching your imagination. And usually, I kind of stay away from that stuff because it's like it doesn't really belong here, so it's not you don't really know this care and the maintenance of it. I can research it, but it's like, eh, there's a reason why they don't belong here, you know. So you, uh, I, I don't even the the bushes that I have uh-huh. out front. Burning bushes, yeah. What are they called? Burning bushes. Burning. Yep. Like, they get a burning red color in the fall that makes it look like they're on fire. Like uh, Three Amigos? Yes. The burning bush? <laughs> yes, yes. So the one, I think it's been two or three years ago now, like died because it started turning all yellow and you came out and you were like, oh yeah, there's this insect that doesn't belong here and it, it'll... That's it, the boxwoods. That's the boxwoods. Box, okay. Yeah, the boxwoods are the ones that have a really tiny leaf. Yeah, um, yeah. Those are the ones that... Uh, I can't remember what nursery brought them in, but they brought in a shipment from the north of the United States where they're having problems with a with a gnat that's eating the leaf, and that's why they always tell you don't bring stuff, and that's what happens. That's how it gets cross contaminated. But how, so how do you learn? Like how do you learn? How do that, you keep up with stuff? Well, that is I've learned in life: keep everybody friends, even with different companies or competitions. It's always good to have good competition. Keeps yeah. your level high. And I have friends and. We all talked to each other, and, like, and it was the Ryan guys who reached out to me and said, hey, we start talking about something else. And we're like, hey, have you seen this bug? One of our guys found it. And I'm like, finally, because we thought it was uh, because the leaf wasn't being cut properly by cutters, and sometimes that will happen on boxwoods. It won't cut the, the leaf right, and it kills it, and that's you get those little spots on there if your blades aren't sharp. So we found out it was the bug doing it and not just all of a sudden because a lot of people were trimming it properly. It's just – it was, it was perplexing and like this yeah. bug's not supposed to be here. So how do you know, you know? And, um, I mean, that's like Emerald ash borer was here for two years. We kept what trying was? to say it was Emerald ash borer, that nasty boar that's been killing the ash trees. Like, and, like a, a pit, like a hog. A oh, bo- like, a like, no, no. Like a, like a, like a wood boring insect. Oh, so gotcha, we called them gotcha. a boars. Gotcha. It bore inside the, the, uh, trunk. And it uh, came from where? Uh, it started around in Michigan is where it came from. And, I now know. it's around here and oh, it's not yeah. supposed to be? No, it started, they start telling us <clears throat> late 90s, they start, no, early 90s, they start telling us stop planting ash trees in the area, it's coming. And sure enough, I think it was like five, six years ago, we found it. One, matter of fact, 
one of our uh, fellow tree companies, he found it because he actually, because he's, you know, some guys just, hey, tree's dead, let me take it down. Some of us are geeks and like to see what caused it and, you know, to help you out. Yeah. And he did that. And all of a sudden, uh, everybody was getting ready to have a conference in St. Louis because that's where we're supposed to hit next. And all of a sudden, they all rushed to Kansas City and we had to have an emergency meeting and quarantine and everything. It was a big deal. So, so the, there are conferences and oh yeah, oh, tra- yeah. trainings or yeah I, there are trainings and conferences and and do you go to them or i used to so i'm a little upset about because guys go to it get their certifications and then do everything it's against the certifications and until these groups start enforcing the rules to punish them for doing this because it's kind of a slap in our faces i'm i'm old and i'm stubborn and i'm just like enough and it's kind right. of defeats the purpose of having right. the certification so, but I can call any friend and say, Hey, what do you think? What do you see? And it's, it's nice to have that. Yeah. I've learned uh, a long time ago, have that friendship. It's worth so it. So your outfit is Blue Valley. Blue Valley Tree and Outdoors. Yes. Blue Valley Tree and Outdoors. And it was it. Siler and Son Tree Surgeons. And that was okay. started in 1942 by my children's great grandfather. Okay. So somebody approached you and said, are you interested? And you said, yeah, I like. My ex-wife out. did and her dad. And, uh, cause back in the day they had you would go and get halfway house people for your help and they're to trim trees some to trim trees and some um to uh uh do groundwork and uh let me tell you i never had more fun in my life learning what they're interested for because it was fun there was some that uh, i told them i said no you can't have them on the crew they they did some bad touching to kids and they gotta go um and then there were some that just drugs or drinking or just you know habitual users here get up in a tree with this chainsaw and i learned from my guy who trimmed me trained a lot of people here in town um he would he came from um oh my god where he was on the east coast um can't think of it right now um he would come down with old red cane and he would come down in the winters to get work around here and uh, he finally stayed uh met a girl and he trained us and the way he trained us whew, it was a little different the way he trained now but it was basically uh Follow him up the trunk with your spurs on, and and he tease you halfway up. He'd smoke a cigarette and goes, "Hey, what do you think we look like when you splatter?" I mean, just that's how you train. <laughs> and, and you know, it's. Have you? Do you get up there much? Oh yeah, I still get up there. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You don't feel like I don't know more nervous or protected. No, but I mean, you always have a little bit of fear when you're up there, and if you don't, and these guys you say they don't are lying because that kind of is the rush that drives you. Right. It's, it's yeah. kind of a cool rush. Yeah. Um, I will say this, and most guys like this, when you haven't done much over the winter and all of a sudden you start getting in the spring again, it takes you a minute to get get your jive going back on. Sure. And, and once your groove gets on, you don't. But now they've got so much different equipment now. And I mean, manually climbing a tree versus being up in a bucket truck is two different things. And it's a whole, now you got cranes bringing stuff in. Sure. You got to ride the crane. It's. It's all different sensations and stuff like that, but oh, man, I just I love that rush. I just I can't I get rid of rush. It's just fun. Uh, have you ever had a scary fall yourself, or um, I something land on? I you slipped or? and I had I, I I went down the trunk and I held on and I got bark burn and it it hurt, but uh, I hung on for my life. But I've never really had. Uh, I've always been pretty safe. Sure, I, you know, I, sure. Some of the guys I've seen, I've seen guys get electrocuted and get killed around Nuh-uh. this area. Oh yeah. There's the last one was at Tower Park. Um, That's right down the street. Yeah, he he was up there for a while, and it was indirect contact where up there for like it took them a minute to get him down. Or you have to do an investigation. You shut the site down. You call everybody. Whoa. Uh, OSHA has to come out. I mean, you're up there. Your family has to be called, and I mean, you're up there. And, and meanwhile, 
dead guy in a tree. Oh, you're, you're fried. You're done. Um, he died. I remember the last one died. So, from so you indirect. could you could get electrocuted and not fall out of the tree. Oh yeah, what you do is you. Uh, that was indirect context. Well, that is, he was on a limb that touched the power line. It surged, went through the limb, went through him, and basically it, you 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 can't move. You're 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 frozen. You're uh-huh. stuck, and it just gets you, and uh, you you can't move. I mean, you're dead. It has so much current running through you. Sure, but I mean, you would think that. Uh, well, you're tied in, so he's tied oh. in, so he's just hanging there with his rope. Oh god! And you gotta be careful because what a spectacle. If that limb is still there, um, he could be smoking. He could be going. He could be turning black from his skin burning. Oh. Um, you gotta be careful what you do because that tree could be electrified, so you can't go rescue him. I mean, you gotta watch what you're doing. Um, a lot of us back in the '90s took uh, uh, Casey Pinnell gave away uh, free classes. Oh, that's cool. Through BPU. Um, and we got electrical certified, which is cool. It's taught me a lot. So is that a thing you have to like renew every? No, it's okay. just a one-time okay. thing. But we're having troubles with it right now because uh, all the old boys are retired and they remember everybody getting killed. We got this new generation coming along who don't know their own rules and regulations, and so a lot of us are calling to find, hey, can you find the foreman? And we're all trying to help each other out, and uh, we're all walking away from the jobs right now. So um, That's crazy. Well, we've all seen people get killed. We, we don't want to get in. I'm not putting my guys at risk. Right. Um, if My rule has always been, if I won't do it myself, you're not going to do it. Right. So, you're so, so somebody hits you up and says, I have a job, and you go, and you're like, nah. I'll look at it, and I'll be like, okay, this is what we got to do. Um, it kind of sucks now because – they don't work with us anymore. They cut us out and go straight to the homeowner. So it gets them all confused because I know what I'm talking about and the homeowner, poor homeowner doesn't, but yeah. it makes it worse. Uh, they're doing it on purpose. And so I have to tell them what to say. I write up this, is what you need to say. Um, they'll come out and do a free service, Ashland or right, whichever one it is in the area. Um, sometimes they'll leave it on the ground. We'll clean it up and then we'll come take over the rest of it. Hmm. So it just, it's, it's called make safe either trimming or make safe removal. Okay. So if somebody, uh, wants to hit you guys up? Do you just do you pull up on a Google search? No, I just I just I look at it and say no, it is. no. But I mean, it, does your company pull if you somebody Google's Blue Valley Tree? Does it ban? Yes, it right yes. There? We're getting ready to do our website too. Okay, and, and I will be honest with you. You just you gave me an idea. I want to start doing live interviews where I'd like to get their friends on there about trees and stuff and start doing cool. more and help people. No one's done anything because if I, I started researching, I mean, you gave me, you opened me up to this stuff where I'm looking, I'm like, so many people cut and copy and plagiarize. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, they, false certifications, no, okay. uh, false pictures. And I'm like, you know, somebody's going there live and, and kind of explain stuff. And, and it also helped people shop for contractors and what to look for or not and help people. And the question you'd ask, because honestly, so many of the scum can get to you now because in the phone book days, you couldn't afford it. Right. Internet's free. Yeah. And so we're redoing our website. I want to, my family's big history in town here. Um, I want to tell everybody about my family and let them know how I have deep Kansas City roots. I mean, huge. Yeah. I, I know I've asked you this before, but who's who's Kevin, the plumber? So Kevin's my cousin. Your cousin. So there was 13 original Cheerhearts. Okay. So um, his, his uh, dad was, uh, his so Kevin's grandpa was my grandpa's brother. Okay. My grandpa was the youngest of 13. Okay. Oh, wow. He was a baby. Harry Truman, like I said, used to give him a ride to school. Right. Um, my great-grandfather was the main liquor supplier for Harry Truman and okay. the mayor and the police chief. Wow. And when he became president, 
that's when my grandfather got in trouble because he no longer had protection. And it was during Prohibition. Right, right. And he's on the front of the Kansas City Star. I have that picture. It's awesome. On the chain He, he got in trouble because why? Distributing liquor during Prohibition. But. He was illegal to do. No, I know. But if you're giving it to all these people in power, can't they protect you? A lot of them moved on. That's oh, what had happened. Okay. And I'm trying to dig more to find more. Sure. And uh, he's on the front of the Kansas City Star on the, on the chain gang, hand digging Van Horn and Brookside Boulevard. It's cool. I, there, there, there has to be a cool book come out of if you do do dig. And... Oh, I, I'm trying to figure. It. So they did that, and then to get out of trouble. Uh, matter of fact, Eddie, who works for me, um, the Catholic Church is is Hispanic now, but my family has the only uh, stained glass window that says "donated by" instead of "in memory of," because he had to do that to get out of the chain gang. Okay, <laughs> so we did that. I'm glad you you said 13. I was like, are you guys Catholic or something? No, yeah, 13, and then. Um, so where Crown Center and Hallmark sit, mm-hmm. that was my family's land. So they bought it from my family. Whoa! And yes, we're all asking where the money went. <laughs> right. <laughs> but um, I do have a picture. I guess Hallmark made a card about it, tearing down the house. And my family went after him for that because it was kind of rude, I guess. And they go, let's let's party is what it says. And you see the house being destroyed. So my family had a little, because it was a three-story, beautiful, gorgeous house. How, how long ago was this house torn down? Oh, God, Lord. It was when... Well, when was Crown the, Center built? 30s, 40s, somewhere okay. around there. Okay. So, oh yeah. So, um, and then um, one of the brothers' uh, wives used to run around Walt Disney. Oh and wow! Had lunch with them right before he went to California. Huh? So I mean, it's like I, I just—I mean, it's cool. I started finding, started digging, to find all this stuff. Yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. yeah. I remember we had a place at uh, 81st and Mercer, mm-hmm. just stones throw from McGonagall's, and uh, somehow my ex-wife's. I mean, he, whatever, he knows everyone. <clears throat> and we had a, a, a plumbing issue and, and he had used Kevin a bunch. And so he said, call this guy. And uh, he's like, he came over and, you know, I think it was kitchen sink into the basement mm-hmm. stuff. And he was like, this is not how this should be. Yep. It should be like this. And he, so he was like, he's talking about, putting like building this sort of rectangle of PVC pipe to then hit the drain. And I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like what? And then he's like, I'm the, I'm the plumber. Why don't you? I was like, okay, all right. And then he did, and then he did it. And then he's like, so here's why. And I was like, Oh, okay. (laughs) He and I, it's funny. He and I run a business is almost similar. Oh, wow. Um, But he started working when he was 14 and he still does the buildings in the plaza. Like nobody wants to do. It's like terrible. Uh, yeah, he's getting them ready to retire pretty soon. And, um, I remember calling it cause he's just like me. Cause I, I, I will, even if I walk away from the job, I'll, I'll, I'll steer you in the right direction. I'll try sure. to help you out. I sure. mean, I'd rather sleep at night. Right. But I'll never forget this. I called a guy who money was no object and he's like, Hey man, and I won't say the company, but they're going to charge me 30 grand to fix this problem. I said, Hey man, call Kevin. Kevin walks up to him and goes, that's a $300 fix. It's a sewer fix. I don't do it. Call my buddy over here. He does it for you. I mean, Fuck. it was done and he was going to pay 30 grand. Dude. And because money's a lot, but that's just the way Kevin. I mean, it's like you know, it, we don't need the money right away. I mean, yeah. we'll get it. You can't take it with you to your grave. So I'd rather be honest with you. And um, there's Kevin, a there's a dude. His name is Scott. I can't remember his last name right now. Um, but he does HVAC, HVAC mm-hmm. and he's in a Kiss cover band. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, get out of he's, here, man. Um, he and 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 by the way, his HVAC shit is on the side. He just retired for like thirty years working at the library. Oh, jeez. And his boss at the library is his assistant when he does HVAC stuff. 
His company's called Hotter Than Hell. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And he, I think he's in a couple of different cover bands, but the Kiss one is his primary, and he, he's Gene. Uh, it's not Scott. I want to say Scott Simmons, but it's not. Um, anyway, um, this HVAC unit is like 20 years old, and I uh, had him come out, and I was paying a company to come twice a year and like look at stuff and make sure you're legit for summer and then legit for winter, and he was like, Stop doing that. Yeah. And I was like, huh? And he goes, there is no reason to ever have your furnace tuned up. The only thing you need to worry about is whether or not it's kicking out carbon monoxide. And so what you should be doing is making sure your carbon monoxide detectors uh, are functioning properly. And then as far as your, um, I know you're worried about the age of this unit and the size of the house and blah, blah, blah. But um, always replace parts on your um, AC unit mm-hmm. until the compressor goes and you'll know the compressor is going cause it'll trip the breaker yep. frequently until then do nothing. And I was like, Oh my God. That's He's like, those guys make their money, he then. was like, he was like, you have no idea the stories I've heard from customers of the big, you know, three or five around town that like really like salivate and thrive off of the fear of the customer being you know in a freezing house in the winter with a baby or whatever and and just charging i'm mean, not some insane like that but anyway um he was like all oh, i only buy this one brand of like unit mm-hmm. and it's it's american made and it's never let me down and um and so the bid he gave me was like seven grand mm-hmm. to replace both uh, and I had already had three or four come in and I, I mean, they were like 13, 15 and oh, 17. Yeah. Um, and one of them was like, literally like stood right out there and was like, don't be an idiot and, uh, buy outright. Nobody buys outright anymore. And I was like, I don't under- They want you to like jump on this payment plan where you're just auto pays, just grabbing your money like every month for the life it's- of this note. And a lot, some, I've with back to plumb, I've had some plumbers out when the hot water heater was, I thought it was going. They like would not quote me over the phone. They're like, we got to get a guy there. And then the guy gets here and he's got his laminated brochure of tiers of payment plans because they want, they want your plumbing and your H and all. And I was like, if you don't tell me a, 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 an exact amount for this water heater, installed old one removed i'm gonna ask you to leave see and he was like he closed his binder and stood up and i was like oh my god this is bananas that's why i want to do what i want to do when you gave me an idea from this is to help people not only in trees do that to help search people because i mean i i i have always hunted a trap and i added animal damage control to my tree business as my side stuff as as i love doing it because of the exact same thing i was there doing tree work for somebody she goes oh this this company's killing me and I go, why? She goes, well, they came and got the raccoons out. I'm like, yeah. She goes, well, they're they're sending me a bill weekly to raise the raccoons. I go, are you serious? And you're paying that bill? To, to do what? To raise up the raccoons. What does that mean? To, instead of just getting them out of the house and releasing them and letting them go. Oh, they were saying a bill yeah, for, like no. like a dog. And I said, you seriously didn't? She goes, yeah. And I go, <laughs> well, that's illegal. And I said, who's the name? And they told me the name. And I said, I'll hold on right here. Called the game warden up. And I said, got a little problem here. And he goes, oh, okay. He has, we want them. We've been after them for a long time. I said, well, you two need to talk. Mm-hmm. And after that, I went into it because on the animal stuff, I'm the same way. I walk up and I'll say, hey, before I come out there and give you a charge, have you done this option? Have you done this option? Have you done all these steps? 
to see if you can get from because sometimes the animals just checking stuff out and not staying. Please do all these things because once I show up, that's when they start paying me. And I said, right, and I'll help you out. But I said, please do all these things first, you know. And, and sometimes you'll, you'll help people out. You just go and help people out, you know. Yeah. But no, but I, I you know, I had Steph uh, give me a quote on something one time. My wife now and and the guy made me so mad. Shows up in a souped up truck. Right away, I know there's. I hate that. Um, kind of being a smart elk, you know, paying attention more to my wife than me. And I'm like, oh, okay, no problem. You know, I, I know how it goes. And he goes, right now, if you can go with me right now, I can knock five grand out the price. And I said, hey, buddy, let me, let me explain this. I own a business. There is no way in my markup I can knock out that kind of money. So if you're making that kind of money, I don't want you on my property. Yeah. And I said, because that, that's a ripoff. Yeah. And I said, it should be a steady price. And I said, unless inflation or something happens, it should be steady across the board. You shouldn't be able to knock off that much money and still make a profit. I had uh, early last summer, I was late on a Friday and somebody rang my doorbell and it was this kid and he was going door to door for this like home project company, mm-hmm. basically decks and patios was their deal, but they also did other stuff. And he's like, I'm just trying to like get appointments. And I talked, you know, I talked to him for a few minutes and, uh, I was like, what, whatever, mate, tell them to reach out to me Monday um, and he was like, thanks for not yelling at me and kicking me off your porch. I was like, is that happening a lot? And he was like, almost every house. I was like, yikes. So I, I, I specifically was like, I want, you know, I, I want the, the reminder call to be at this day and this time because that'll, that's, that'll work with my schedule. Well, they, they didn't do it. It, it was like, you know, 10, Hey, I'm on the way 10 minutes out. And I was like, I'm not ready. Yeah, for you it. can't do that. So anyway, this dude come, he, 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 went out back and we took some measurements and I told him, I was like, I don't have any money for this, but if I were to be able to come up with money, I would love this and I would love that. And so then we come inside and sit at the dining room table and he's, he knows his stuff. He's dressed real sharp, got a brief, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he kind of just leans in the direction of pushing a little bit. And then I felt him lean a little more. And when he leaned a third time, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this appointment. Um, if you want to like reach out and set up another time to come talk to me in an angle that I, I'm in say, I told him straight, I was like, I'm in sales yeah. and I get it. Coffee's for clothes, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. know the deal. And so he's like, I'd, I'd really like to come back Wednesday if that works. And I was like, when you come back on Wednesday, is it going to be like, I've got to agree and sign during the appointment or else that all goes away? Is that how it's going to be? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I don't want you to come back then. Yeah. yeah. And so, and by, by the way, I'm also trying to get a, a, a quote from him. And he's just hemming and hawing. And I got a guy on, for that. On his phone. And he shows I, up and, and, and he shows up and he's a worker and he actually does the work. And well, he gives you a quote and he, and he, and he doesn't bug you anymore. Yeah. A quote's a quote. I want to say that he said something like, Thirty-five or thirty-seven thousand dollars for these two things, and then I was like, I don't, I don't want you to come back. And so then, then as I'm, I stood and I'm like, we're we're leaving. He takes out his pen and on his business card writes thirty thousand dollars, and sets it on the table. I'm like, wait, so seven thousand dollars just vanished? See, uh, I was like, yo, man, this is I'm 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 trying to pay the mortgage each. I was like gonna go down finance avenue with you and maybe outsource to, to try and make this happen for both of us and now i'm like ooh, get See, out it of here me crazy those guys like that though is like there's not many guys like like in my industry that 
actually climb the trees. So like I can tell you what I'm doing and I, I can relate. I, I didn't sit and buy a business and I'm like, Hey, I, I mean, it's like Kev, my, my cousin, the plumber, he actually does it. I right. mean, yeah. So you want guys like that, but it's like, I, I hate the guys show up in the suits and ties, whatever. And they're, they're just salesmen. It's like, someone don't even know. I mean, and it's like, how long have you been with this one? Oh year. Okay. Well, you don't even really know. Yeah. And I really don't want, that's why I've never got into spray. I was the spray guy and it got to be too many hats to worry because I tried to get someone to spray for me, but I'm anal because I want that person, not me to be able to explain what chemical they're putting in their trees and, and explain the trees to you. And sure. what they need. And if they have to bluff you, because I've always told people, don't bluff my customers. Mm -hmm. Just tell them the truth. If you yeah. don't know, just say, I don't know. I'll find out. Early in that appointment, uh, like he he comes in the door and he sees my framed blues Sports yeah. Illustrated cover of Alex Petrangelo hoisting the Stanley Cup. And he's like, you a blues fan? I'm like, why would I have that hanging on my fucking wall? I was like, yeah. And I was like, what about, you know, and just a couple of back and forth questions and Somehow it led to him telling me where he went to school, and I was like, "Oh, what what led you there?" And he it, he made this he reacted in this way that told me that he almost never has these kinds of conversations with his customers before. I'm like, "Dude, if we if we can't shoot straight and be real, I don't I don't want to write you a check. I don't want to yeah, do." Business. You know what the best part about cancer that I love <clears throat> is I always either have one degree of separation knowing someone you know i mean it's great i try to find that that connection point to make you feel comfortable you know or to, you know tell you something to make feel comfortable with me you know or ask away you know um and, and sometimes you get a vibe and you're just like it's not going to work i, I mean, mean and I'll, i've learned in my days to walk away i'm just like hey i'm not interested i respectfully decline i just don't think we're going to be a good it's kind of like dating you're just not gonna be a good match and there's nothing wrong with saying that yeah but it's like to go back to that guy again with the thirty thousand plumbing deal you know, he lives in Hallbrook and, uh, and, uh, he moved away and, uh, his, uh, contractor buddy was sitting there and souped up truck down there and was bragging on the phone, how he's ripping up, sticking it to him. And so I said, Hey Mads, I've known you for a while. And you know, I've been honest. He goes, well, he goes, your, your, your tree bid's a little bit high on something. I said, Hey Mads, let me explain to anybody. I can break down my bid for you and explain what I did. I go price per hour per man is everything. I can break it down for you. I go, no, I am not. Done. I go, but your buddy right there is bragging about how he's ripping you off on your retaining wall. And I said, he was bragging to his buddies about what he's going to buy with the money when he gets it. Oh, he would do that to me. And I go, Mads, you're questioning me. And I'm like, been honest the whole time. And I go, I'm not retiring off your job. That kid's trying to retire off you and you don't even care. And I said, you know what, buddy, we're we'll probably have to part ways because I said, I, I can't work with someone doing what he's doing to you. And then you, t you question me. I said, no. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't have a fancy truck all souped up. I said, because my actually money goes back into the equipment. And I said, not my personal truck. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, when you were over the other day, uh, you mentioned something about having a place just not far from here yeah. where you park. Yeah. That is like an element of your gig that I never even considered until you said that. Uh, I mean, I've seen lots where there's a bunch. But anyway, like your, your guys showed up with... Um, a couple of different vehicles. One of them was uh, the big, where you, the big bucket truck, where you, where you feed the cut down stuff. The machine, it, yeah, yeah, it's a bucket truck and a chip truck. It's and a what a package. what a trip it sounds like when they fire it up. Oh, you it's, know, it's uh, like a, a something from Star engine. Wars. Oh, that's cool, man. I mean, because I come from when you first started to use the old fast feeds, where it just there was no grab wheel. It just would rip it out of your arm. It was it's what Aspen uses those old. Yeah. And it it hurt, man. It you get slapped with dead oak. It it's hurt. what who uses aspen the, the orange, the yeah, yeah, those little orange ones. They're kind of getting more upgraded. But what that's, is the story with that name? It's such an is it a last name? I don't know what that goes to. It's something up north, whatever. They're 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 union companies, so okay. aspen and Wright are both union. Um, 
and there's Nelson and I can't, I think Aspen bought Nelson. Um, but they do power lines. That's all they do. They clear the hot lines. Right. They don't do any private work. So if you see someone doing private work, then they're doing a buddy system because they're not supposed to be. But they are strictly hired by the power companies. Well, they. I mean, I've seen. They. I used to see them do the tree stuff in PV in the '80s and '90s, and then I didn't see them as much. But when we had the ice storm yes. in 2002, yes, they 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 were they they were everywhere. They got in trouble. They got in a lot of trouble because they did not clear the lines right, and so there was a lot blame them. That's for a while there. I mean, you probably didn't pay attention as we did. Right. You didn't see Aspen trucks anymore because they used to have Kansas and Missouri. Mm-hmm. You would you saw a lot of Nelson trucks. Okay. Because even though they owned it, they wanted to get that bad image because they were in trouble for. They get paid to do two trees a day. I mean, that's just. I mean, it's ridiculous. And that seems like it's nothing. <laughs> I was gonna say, but. I won't get involved. That's a union right. thing. It's that's a whole different thing, city, and that's why our power bills are high. I'll tell you that. But wh- you must have like a fleet of. No, I just have a couple. I've kept it. It's hard to find help. Um, no, I mean of of like vehicles and big equipment, like you know the whatever the machine is that shreds and spits. They it. do. They have to. I only, I only have one set up right now. I've always had one. So set the up. truck that was here, that's the only one of those. That's it. And I have. Uh, I was getting ready to, you know, may rest in peace, my buddy who was getting ready to build me my new uh, chip truck, huge truck. Uh, uh, he said it was in December. He goes, hey, I don't feel very good. I said, ah, we'll just get it next week. I said, you don't sound very good, and he died the very next week. And yeah, I've known him since I was 17. I mean, Damn. he, uh, uh, he built all my stuff, worked on my equipment or whatever. He just, he's a really, he died a millionaire. You never even know it. He no way. He died. He has cash hid everywhere. He worked all his life. He raced cars. He never did, never did drugs, never drank. Wow. Um, greatest guy in the world. Um, so, I mean, do drugs and drink, you'll live longer. No, uh, you know, it's kind of funny as you almost said it, but you know, I think he honestly, Worked himself to death because he never stopped. Oh, and, wow. Uh, that day he called me. I'll never forget. So I was in the truck and he started talking about how demons or monsters were coming to get him. And I'm like, you need to go to the hospital. Something's wrong. Holy shit, and man. And so I was like, that's not right for him to be saying that. And he went and he never came back out. Whoa. And so, of course, he went to was it research. You don't want to go to research. So that was mm. one of the worst ones. So um, he ended up getting a blood clot or something. Oh, was, damn. So, um, so you have that big thing and then do you have the, the bucket? I have the bucket and then I've got my stomp grinder mini skid. Um, and I was getting ready to build another chip truck. Um, I used to have log trucks, the big grapple trucks, pick up the logs. Um, but when I had them, uh, that's when I bought the solder and sun business from my ex father-in-law. Um, we had a lot of business and that business deal was kind of a bad deal. Um, and then the recession hit. Oh, so when the recession hit, people really weren't tree works. I mean, unless it's emergency, it's not really a necessity. Right, it's, right. it's a luxury. Yeah. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. It's a luxury. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I ended up selling them off because they were just sitting there. And so it cost them money sitting there. Do, and, and at the end of the day, is everything parked in the same? Yeah, it's parked down. It's actually my buddy's place. He's over there by the old center um, uh, middle school. It uh, used to be the old center high school, the uh, original one. Uh-huh. Off 85th. Yeah. Um, he's owned it. Oh my God! Since the late seventies, uh, it's all backfield. It's kind of weird. That it was all backfield hmm. from his dump trucking business. Okay. Um, there's several so, of us parked back there. So you, I mean, do you guys go there and get stuff based on the day's work? Yeah. Or is so, everything always out doing? Stuff? No, it, it, we park it back there and just grab what we need for the day. Okay. I tell the boys what we got for today. So and then um, you know the guys have been we've known each other for twenty some years, and I mean we kind of know each other. So. Um, I was having little vehicles, but 
you know, guys sometimes bang them up and I got sick and tired of it. It's like, you know what? I'll pay for the gas, drive your own vehicle. I'm sick and tired of it. You know? Right. And guess what? We take care of it a little bit better now. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the big truck, I mean, it's like, you know, it's not, little cars are easier to smack up than the big ones are. Yeah. And then I drive basically everything else. So, I mean, me and Eddie drive whatever. Well, drive. it was funny. Uh, so they're, they're here doing stuff and then it, it was gone. And I was like, wait, that seems, and then it came back. And I was like, oh, he had to like, totally go around the block it's just to reposition streets. yeah it's hard to do and then um i used to have an old 1974 bucket truck it was so dangerous i remember it'd catch on fire i had to keep a rope up in the bucket to go down to put the fire sticker because it would catch on fire i'll never forget this doing work in mission hills and this guy comes around and he goes hey my family's company built that truck i said get out of here i mean it was, i couldn't wait to get rid of that truck and saw it was, it was junk we looked at the tag it was his family <laughs> for that guy to run it, it, it made my day it was cool uh, but my, that thing, you didn't realize how dangerous that thing was. My next door neighbor, um, there was, I don't, it's been a, a handful of years, but there was a lot of damage from a storm uh-huh. in Waldo and Brookside. And, um, you might've seen him, but so he went over, um, to like 79th and I mean, in between Warren and Ward Parkway. And there was the hugest tree uh that had that had fallen and somebody came along and like cleaned all the limbs off of it and then cut it into mm-hmm. i mean and this, this these things like six adults could comfortably sit oh, yeah. anyway he left and like physically left a note what are you doing with these and they were like they're yours if you want them so he he has a pickup truck he rented a trailer and went and somehow got four of them onto this trailer and then backed it into his driveway and like tied a stump to an actual tree and then just drove forward and pulled yeah. it. Anyway, these huge, these four huge stumps sat at the front of his driveway for like four years. Cause he was gonna, he's they have like a, a build remodel company yeah. and he was like, I'm going to slice circles from each stump and make tables. Yeah. Well, then he looked into it and he's like, the saw that I need is like way, way, way more money than I'll. It's huge. So they they just sat there and sat there and sat there for years. And finally, his wife was like, I don't care what you have to do. Get them out of here. So uh, one evening, this massive monster retro blue, it looked like something you would see doing big trash pickup uh, from the 80s backs in or pulls into their driveway and it's trying to pick these things up and put them into its truck. And, uh, while it's like lowering one into the bed of the truck, the engine like overheats. Uh-huh. I mean, it's like, you know, big boom and smoke and smells like oil. And so they ended up having to leave that thing in his driveway for like a couple or three days with it just in mid. You know what? I'm, you know what? I wonder if that was my, I wonder if that was Max Farnover's truck because we had the only blue loader. That was us. We had that. And this this thing, you look at it, it's like that thing is ancient. It, I bet you that was ours. I bet and you that was his. The dude that was operating was like, yeah, hey, that's no big deal. I'm like, it. first of all, this whole time it just felt like that thing was going to fall over. I bet you that was Joe because that, that's the guy who trained me. That sounds like him because sometimes we'd have to leave stuff in driveways. That's why I was always embarrassed back then. Yeah. He had to fix it. Yeah. Well, so see, he was like, yeah, well, tomorrow. And then he came back and fixed it and finished and left. But I was like, if that thing is here for like a week, I'm just going to die. I bet die. you that, that sounds like our old knuckle, but that sounds like, because we were the only ones that had a blue one. 
at the time. Yeah, I swear. And that was during that time period. Yeah. So, but we have we have people meet us on job sites with planers, these big huge planers. It's cool. It picks up the log, and starts milling it right there in front of us. It's so cool, to make tables and stuff. Oh, nice. And nice. me and me and a couple of buddies, my we're geeks. I mean, if I if I find something to record, for the state, I mean, I'll call it in. I mean, I'm like, hey, I think I, this is a record treat, you know. And I mean, who, who wouldn't want to work on that stuff? I mean, right. one of the coolest ones we ever came across was downtown at the oldest cemetery in Kansas City that have Civil War people buried there. We're cutting this locust tree down, and we keep doling the saw. We can't figure out why. I mean, it's a huge locust tree. And finally, how do you, how do you know there, when the saw gets dull? It, it won't cut anymore. You you start getting really tiny sawdust instead of big sawdust. Okay. And it's just the engine's wrapping out. You're not getting anywhere. You're not digging in. It's got to be frustrating. And we're sitting there, and, and Joe looks in there. He goes, "You won't believe this. Come here, look at this." And he's he's always like, "Yo," <laughs> that's what we talked. So we went in there. <clears throat> it was a headstone. The tree had grown around uh-uh. a headstone, and we were hitting the headstone. And we so we called the uh, the head guy at the stand. He's like, you know, it must be one of those families that we just forgot about. It's so old. And he goes, he goes, yes, we had to leave the stump, and uh, we nicked it a little bit because marble. It was you yeah, know. Uh, but yeah, I that's probably one of the coolest ones I've ever seen. Um, but we've seen, I mean, I've seen trees down Family by our house. We forgot about. Oh, it's it's cool. I mean, shoot, this one cemetery I just found out we've been taking care of for years. Uh, where my grandparents buried my all of it. Um, That's I where my dad is. Billy the kid's back there. He's buried in the back. Uh, on Ray, Raytown Road and 77th? We took care of that one for... So my ex-father-in-law took care of it. And the guy who managed it, it was handed around from generation to generation to generation of tree company. So we always we did we did St. Mary's. It was all the old Catholic ones we did on the Missouri side. Okay. Uh, we did Rose Hill down the street right here over here. Um, the Jewish cemetery right mm-hmm. there. And believe it or not, it's crazy. They kind of screwed up on that. But during the ice storm where that uh, that Hebrew school was built. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why, but they had us trim all those trees. They said, well, hold off and go hit this, the cemetery later. They ended up selling that land to the Hebrew school, and they tore those trees down. <laughs> and they didn't have any money to trim the other trees, which we always laugh that, well, they looked good going down <laughs> because wow. they were pruned and all fixed. So, but they didn't know they were going to sell it though. So my uh, my dad, uh, he's uh, he uh, his I, I met his dad three times maybe four mm-hmm. if that. Um, but he had a couple of real fascinating stories about him, and one of them was uh, I, I don't remember who had maybe his father somebody had passed away and um, he bought. Like my, well, so my dad wanted to go, his dad wanted to get his, his kids are like begging him to get like a membership at Kansas city country club or something yeah. when they're kids. So he, they go, finally he caves and they go one day and, uh, whoever's on the other end of the desk is giving him this pitch and this spiel. And he's just, he takes out his checkbook and he's like, just tell me. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. Like we have a whole process and we got to like look into who he's like, you're telling me that I can't write you a check for my family to have a membership right now. He's like, correct. And he just stood up and, and I guess my dad and his siblings were like, what? No, wait. And he was like, absolutely not. So, <laughs> so anyway, he goes to the cemetery one day and, uh, goes to the front office and, uh, asks to be educated on their tears, what, what, what they have to offer. And it's like, well, this, you know, the most economical is, you, you get what you pay for, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And here's kind of what a lot of people do. And here is like, you know, I mean, we 
you know, hand polished the corner of your head, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so you're telling me if I purchase this, that these are the things you're going to do forever. And they're like hundred percent. And he's like, come with me and takes them out to a headstone that had purchased that his, they had that plan already. And it was like banged up on a corner and mm-hmm. overgrown. And he was just like, and the dude was like mortified. I was like, what a dramatic way to like deliver your point. Right. But, right. But it's way to get in. And I'll be honest, with you, as each year goes, the older generation, the baby boomers, I call them, they they, they would keep up with the stuff. But as you got kind of our generation below, people got lazier and lazier, and people forgot how you're supposed to do that stuff. And yeah, it's because I remember back in the day, we used to have to when a, when a funeral came, we had to shut down everything immediately, take the trucks on the backside and disappear. They did not want to see you, which I don't blame. I'm yeah, like, who wants to look at that stuff when you're having right. a funeral, you know? And but I saw some cool stuff, man. I mean, I've like I said, I've seen some wicked cool stuff, and you know, driving around and you know, being working those places, and it's like it's part of history. I mean, it's it's cool. Did some of the Shawnee Mission schools back in the day. Nice. Um, you said your grandfather was the youngest of thirteen. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then, where did your folks meet? So my fo- so my uh, maternal grandfather, he played basketball for Fog Allen. Okay. KU. Okay. Um, kind of a cool story that one of my customers' dads, he didn't believe me and I pulled me in because back then you only took one picture back then and you didn't have a sweater or anything. Right. And he pulled me in the back and he goes, look at this. And matter of fact, she just called me today. He goes, he hands me the book of James Naismith, how to play basketball. He's the drawing of how to play basketball. That's him. I got what? to meet him and he was really tall. He lived right there. Uh, where a country club bank is on Shawnee Mission Park okay. right there. His yeah. house was right there. Oh, wow. And when he found out that my grandpa was Bob Fitzpatrick, he's like, he's like, oh, come on. He started talking like crazy, you know? And so my mom went to East. She grew up in Prairie Village. Okay. They're off fairway there. Um, and then my dad's an old Shawnee boy. So uh, out there in old Shawnee. And uh, I forget how they met. Um, they were married for a while. Um, man, I want to say in the early 80s is when they got their divorce. Okay. They moved back to Kansas City from... Parsons, Kansas. Okay. He was a vice president of bank, and we moved back, and uh, and that's where I, you know, I lived for a long time over there. Been next to. And how many kids did they have? We had there's three of us. Okay. And, and then my dad and Mary and somebody else had another. Uh, I have a half sister I've never even met. Oh. So, um, so where what's the pecking order for you and your sister? Uh, I'm the oldest, and okay. then so it was 74, 76, and seventy seven. Okay. So, um, my so you guys were like me. You're uh, all they're, boys. They're, they're, yes, they're okay. all redheads, and I think both of them. I don't have any hair anymore, and they look exactly like. And I look the. I look like the Cheerhart side. They look like the Fitzpatrick side. Oh, funny. So, are they still around here? Yes, my brother, the middle one, lives in Olathe, and then my youngest actually lives down the street from me. We don't really. T- none of us really talk. Oh, that was my next question. It was not a very good relationship. No, it was not. Uh, but you guys, with- my brother will actually tell people. I don't know if you remember Brian Day. Yeah, he was. He was my. We were. I was doing work for his dad and he goes uh and every cheerheart in this town's related good or bad we're all related sure i mean and we're sitting there and he goes hey isn't chris cheerheart you related to him and i said yeah it's my brother and he goes uh well he's head of the irish committee whatever president whatever he says that you're not related i said oh he tells a lot of people that and i said no worries to me i said i still sleep well, at night and my but, bills are still paid but 74 76 77 yes yes you guys were under the same roof for a oh, chunk a long time because yeah. it was it's not like somebody was graduating and somebody was five no, we lived together a long time. It just uh, growing up was cool, but then in adulthood, no, we really didn't. I mean, I was kind of a separate. I did my own thing. I uh, I was a go getter. I mean, I would go mow lawn. I mean, I just come home, lights on. You know how we were. I mean, I was, I was a latchkey kid. My yeah. mom worked. Uh, mom was never home. 
Uh, my mom started dating my stepdad at the time, and honestly, just we were not a thing. I mean, it's just that was the thing to do, and so we kind of ran their your own mom thing. started dating your stepdad before the marriage was. No, no, she oh. started dating. She'd been divorced three or four years, and then uh, that's why they ended up building a house out there. And we moved because uh, uh, he wanted a new house. He didn't want a house in Prairie Village or Mission Hills because he said they needed work or whatever. So sure. she wanted something new, so they went. But, but you said that the divorce between your folks wasn't pretty? No, it was horrible. It was a bad deal. And uh, I just now reconnected with my dad. I hadn't talked to my dad since 1986. Holy shit. When did you yeah. reconnect? Uh, Last year, a buddy of mine died and uh, one of my good friends. And um, I kind of had a, hey, man, life's short, man. Let things go, you know, and, you know... Um, just reached out to him. He didn't even know who I was when I walked up to the door. I uh, didn't even, he didn't know. He tried to reach out years Wait, before. Wait, you didn't have an, an like, I'm going to come on Tuesday? Nope. I just knocked the door and said, do you know who I am? And he's like, no, you sound kind of familiar. We have the same voice. And walked in, got caught up. And uh, Where know, is he? He's up north of the river. Okay. He's up there. Um, and mom is? And my mom is uh, still by Blue Valley North High School. So okay. Same house. Okay. So, so you, you got caught up and then have you been in touch since oh or? yeah i just oh. talked to him on the way on the here he okay didn't feel too good called him and matter of fact i got disconnected on home so i gotta call him back i told him i'd catch him later oh, okay but, um, um no we we kind of catch up and uh, and then your brothers don't talk to him either well the little one doesn't and my middle one he kind of does um he, he's he's kind of in his own world i can't so. really wrap my head around like being a person that <clears throat> walks around the world and has kids out there that you don't talk to now you know why it was important to keep my kids together when I got divorced because yeah. I didn't, and I've always made them say, Hey, we're all you got. So, um, I'm kind of having my midlife crisis, right? Two of them are moving on in their lives. It's kind of hard for me to let go. Um, but I know they still call me. I mean, they, I don't have to beg them. They call me. Uh, sure. We still get together and we get upset with each other and it happens. And, uh, I've always told them I'm not your friend. I'm your dad. And sometimes I have to do the bad things, you know, it sucks, you know? Um, but, um, I've learned a lot growing up that way, but you know, my mom's family fought all the time. My dad's family was not close either. So it's like, you know, and then growing up as a latchkey kid, you didn't know any better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, growing up, you know, I will say in our area that you and I grew up, you grew up with some of the most richest people in town, with some of the most poorest people in town. And I said, we all, we all got along pretty much together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, old families like the Rikoffs and Borsos, and it was just fun to run with all those families, yeah. you know? And it was, I always wanted that, you know? Yeah. I, not, the money I didn't care about. It was, you, know, you can't take it with you, but just to have family. Right. And so, I wanted to have more kids with my first wife, but she didn't want to. I mean, I wanted to have a big family. How many did you have? I ended up having uh, four. Four with her. Yes. And then um, took care of that problem uh, because she said she was done. And then she told me that's why I wanted you to take care of that problem. And then I ended up meeting my wife now. She's 10 years younger. Um, and she had two. Okay. And matter of fact, her ex-husband just got killed two months ago over there by old Benjamin Staples. What? Walking across the street drunk and got hit by a car. Holy shit. Yeah, Hell of well, a way to go. Well, he wasn't much of life. He hadn't seen his kids in five years, and his parents are very wealthy and were paying for him to sit in an apartment and drink all day. Oh, man. So it was like it, kind of a weird way to go, but his biggest accomplishment, I mean, he's older than you and I. He went to Pem Day. Okay. His biggest accomplishment, he peaked at high school. Man. <laughs> That's what they talked about his funeral. I'm like, I told my kids, I go, at least I can say I've lived my life. Yeah. I said, if that's the way I want to live, that's pretty sad. What, what, so what do you mean when you said uh, took care of that problem and then she said what? 
Well, I, she went me and me with me fixed because I went and got fixed. And then she you, turned around. You uh, said that you did. She she wanted me to get fixed. Uh-huh. And I said, okay. And I was kind of reluctant. And I went and did it. And then she goes, okay, and I want a divorce. And I did this so you would never have kids with anybody else. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? And I told her, well, you gave me a great superpower because I don't have to worry about getting anybody pregnant. <laughs> but um, I didn't know she was having little affairs on the side. But, oh, um, man. But you know what? It. I, Steph it, and I talked it is about, the best. It is. It I is. mean, I, and Steph and I talked about reversing because I have friends that reversed sure. it because she's 10 years younger and I, and I kind of wish we had, but honestly, right now with the way things are, uh, she's like, I'm glad we didn't do it. I'm right. like, me too. Cause, uh, we're starting to get a few other houses. It's kind of nice to have a little bit of freedom and, you know, spend time with each other. And, and really my, this second marriage is totally, totally different. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it, it sort of feels like, a, a strikeout in your first plate appearance and then a home run. It, 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 For lack we of both it. have our issues, but we talk to each other. And it's and I've learned, you know what, I don't, you know what, that's why I kind of like got my piercings, my tattoos. I, I've kind of like, I lived the life I thought I was supposed to live and I followed the rules, all the Catholic boy, good boy rules, you know. I got stolen and burned by so many people and I kept going back home because like, that's what you're supposed to do. I kind of opened up. I was like, you know what? I want to live my life the way I want to. There's nothing wrong with it. I take care of my kids. I want to have a little fun. And you only live once. And then I start having some friends die. And I'm like, man, life is short. Let's have some fun. And so Steph and I, you know, we just, we kind of have the same, you know, the way we look at things, you know, and 10 years different is a little different because I I tease her. Um, But uh, I used to tease, mine was five. I used to tease on that. But it always comes back as the old man stuff. I'm I like, get the old man stuff, you know, I'm, like I'm a, I'm a wizard and a prophet. What are you talking about? Uh, that's why I'm like, you know, and, and you know, and I've learned a lot of stuff from her, you know, I've learned, you know, to control things a little bit better. And, and she's, uh, she's taught me some things. I've taught her sure. some things, but it's like, we've learned it's okay to be upset. each other. You're not a bad marriage. It's just, Hey, you're two people. It's right. you're human Dude. and it's okay. And yeah. first marriage, it was like, I'm the devil for getting upset or, you know, doing this and, uh, having opinions. I didn't live her family's life. And that was the problem. And that's, I keep telling my kids, I'm trying to give you guys cheat codes of life. So listen to me. And I said, sometimes I gotta let you learn it by yourself. But I said, I was never really told these kind of things. And I said, I don't regret it. Cause I never would have had my four kids. And I, you know, love of it. course. Yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. It was a life lesson. And, but I, and I, I think honestly, I don't get along with my mom. I think that's why I kind of picked her. Cause she was like my mom. And, you know, cause when you're young, you don't, you just kind of go with what you know. Yeah. And it was okay. High school and now call it. And then a, a job. Okay. And now yeah. what do we do? Oh, marriage. It, it, it's like, she kept wanting to follow the path of this certain path of good Catholic people. You go ahead and do this and you hide a lot of secrets. And blah. I'm like, nah, I don't want to do that. That's, that's nah, not me. Yeah. And I did it for a while. Yeah. I'm like, eh, but those people really weren't my friends. They're just, Hey, I need a discount on this and discount on that. It's like, eh, it's like, like a buddy of mine reached out the other day and he said, you probably shouldn't say that on Facebook. I stuck up for something. And he says, you'll lose some customers. I said, I gotta be honest with you, buddy. Maybe 1% of the friends ever use me and half of them owe me money. So I really don't care. Right. And I said, I'd rather save my opinion. I'm a good person. I'm right. an honest worker. Right. I don't care. You yeah. know how it is. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, the oldest of three boys and latchkey. Uh, so you didn't have like, an older brother like no. turning you on to music, but were, were mom and dad into music? My dad was, I would say it's my dad. My what? dad, uh, I remember eight tracks sitting in the van. Um, uh, I was thinking of this way over here. I mean, I was like Zeppelin, uh, deep purple. Your dad was listening to that. Oh shit? yeah. Oh, van man. Halen, Toto, um, beach boys. I wow. mean, Elvis, uh, it was the ace track, just different ones. Did he have one of those like briefcase looking things? 
with the eight tracks? No, we had we had the we had a Magnavox. I'll never forget it. I, I actually got it for a while. It was a Magnavox, and it had an eight track player there, and then it had a re- vinyl record player on top. No, no, in the van. Oh no, it was uh, it, you put it up in the in the console up top. It was weird how it, it it was like a newer version band, so you could put the eight tracks up there. Just for where, like where a tape deck would have gone. Okay. back in the day okay. when you and I had it, um, and well, we would I'd replay it because I remember I hated it because you had to go through program sides and it would drive me crazy, take forever to go back around for. Remember, mm. those were programs instead of sides. Remember? Yeah, not I mean, we, my dad had back to back conversion vans with the briefcase full. We never full had eight that. tracks, but he always. I would get to put them in, but yes. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't familiar enough with how they were operating. Yeah. See, I did, he did that. And then I kind of, I liked it, but I didn't have access to it. You know what I mean? Cause we were yeah, young. Yeah. We didn't have access yeah. to it. Um, I had the headphones listen to FM radio. Okay. But you're still kind of trying to find your, what you want. Yeah. And, and, uh, I told you that one day, I'll never forget this, man. It was, uh, it's eighth grade Indian Hills. I think KY 102 DJ the thing. It was like an eighth grade party or like a mixer or something. Yeah. And he played uh, You Shook Me All Night Long. And it just was like, oh, my God, that that's me. I mean, we said that we were, we were kids headbanging our head like idiots. And, yeah. And he played a Def Leppard album, too, and, like, photographed at the time. Yeah, and yeah. I went home, mowed the lawns, and, of course, you know, Peaches and Sun Warehouse. Yeah. I went down yeah. there and bought those records and came back. It was well, it went from Peaches to Sun Warehouse to... CD warehouse? Yes, yeah, CD warehouse. And then now it's a fucking Dunkin' Donuts. Oh. <laughs> so sad. Well, I used to sit there, so I would open my windows up, and I'd go shoot baskets. Okay. And I, ha- I had a basketball with grass, so all I, could, I couldn't dribble. I had to shoot. My neighbor was a mechanic, and he was older, and he liked my music, so he'd be like, hey, Dave, crank it up. So I would crank up. Uh, I'd crank it all up. He walks over and hands me Kiss a Live album, gives it to me, Rush, He's with these albums, and I'm going, oh, man, this is so cool. And he's like, just keep them as long as you tell, I tell you what to play, you are, play it. Are these cassettes? No, or these are vinyl, vinyl okay. records. Nice. Um, and it's what he gave to me. And then I would then I was friends with Chris Coffin, okay. whose brother Mark was in a band. And okay. I always wanted that tape thing he had because he had all the Doc and Aerosmith, all that stuff lined up, Metallica, Megadeth. And I'm like, and it was like, I was like a computer. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. But it's like I finally found my place. I could just, I could zone out. I mean. Where is this place that the mechanic was across the street? He was next door. To the, they tore the house down now. It's a, diff, it's a different house now. But this is your parents' house? It was my mom's house in the 80s uh, in Prairie Village. After divorce? Yes. And yes. What, 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 where? And Becky Pe- Toller used to live there. Who went to school with us. She may not have made it. I think she might have moved before Indian Hills. Where in PV was this place? 74th Street, right there by State Line there. So it was like. Okay. Jack okay. hadn't built locked in insurance yet. It was still a field. Yep. Because we'd, we'd ride our dirt bikes there. Okay. Um, and I had um, uh, Lester Allison was there. He was up the street. He was he was older than me. The Smith brothers, they were all Catholic kids. We, I hung around with them. And then at the end, the Wilson sisters moved from Hawaii. So this mechanic across the street is like working on cars. So in his, his driveway yard. backed up to my driveway. So he'd work on cars. I can't remember. I, still, I can picture his face. And he's like, man, I can't believe you like that stuff. I mean, crank it up. So, I mean, I cranked it. And nobody ever was like, hey, turn that shit down. No, nice. they didn't care. It was cool, man. He was just like, man, that's cool, man. He's like, hey, I'm working it, man. Turn it up, man. And, and, you know, he just, he finally said, just keep them. You know, he was cool to me. He moved. And he you said, still have them? No, you know what? I, I re- That's one thing I regret. I Right before I got 
when I got my divorce, we got back together a while and she wanted me to change. So I did the, I'll do this for the Purge. family and got rid of, I got rid of everything. Fuck. And I, I had my aunt's albums from the seventies. I had so many albums and I regret it to this day. And I pretty much gave them away to that vintage stock or whatever. Okay. So now I'm going back trying to, re, you know, recoup everything. Are you, are you actively buying vinyl these oh, days? Oh yeah. I are... go buy. Steph and I love to travel to small towns. Cool. And we'll hit antique places. Nice. And I like hitting vinyl albums. Yeah, man. And I like the people who don't know what they have. <laughs> right. But I, I will warn you, take the album out because I bought a Kiss Alive, Animalize one, and it was scratched bad. I didn't see that one scratch. Sure. I was a little upset. But, um, oh yeah, my son's into it. My daughter, she's 15. She's into my music. And uh, we just, and I always try to see, I've always all my life tried to see one musician, at least one time in my life, whether it's Billy Joel, Elton John, sure. anybody big. Yeah. I like to see crowd reaction. I love it. It's just, man, just that electricity is just so, I mean, I'm just a rush guy. I'd like to see, feel it. And yeah. You, every mode we have, mood, you can relate for that song for the moment. A hundred percent. You know. And hold, hold that thought. I got to pee real quick. You're good, man. Do we need to get you out of here by a certain time? Man, I am. I'm good. My wife was making fun of me. She's like, oh, that's the one thing you like to do is like to tell stories. So, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, my, I mean, I think, uh, I don't know, but maybe gun to his head. If my dad had to pick a favorite, he probably would have picked John Denver. Really? But if, if uh, I, I think that John Denver as his favorite was, often interchangeable with the Oak Ridge boys. Oh yeah. And, uh, so he had some of their eight tracks and he would all, any opportunity to tell the story of how he gave them a ride somewhere one time in one of his conversion vans. And I, I feel like you told me something about them the other day. So the Oak Ridge boys and lover boy are the same guys going back and forth. And that's not true. That is buddy of mine dad was the drug supplier for those bands and he used they're to not wait, wait, the Oak Ridge boys and lover boy are the same no people. no not not Oak, not Oak Ridge boys uh, it's lover boy and um, it's one of the other big bands um not the Oak Ridge boys I have to remember what it is okay and his dad was and they tried to get him to go on tour with him and just be the drug supplier this is you know the 70s but but now we are talking about the Oak Ridge boys no, it oh, was okay. Loverboy, okay. and I can't remember what okay. band members would go back okay. and forth. Okay. And he basically said it's like the same band, and I can't remember what it was. That's hilarious. Um, but he told me some awesome stories. I mean, he. I just, mean, were they like from here or around? No, I just can't see. It was a big stop yeah. for bands yeah. back in the day, you it's know. Wild. And it was also a big drug time, you know, and you know, and uh, Kansas City's got some famous history of bands stopping by. I mean, at one time we had good places to you know go. I sure. mean. You know, I, I told Steph we were down at Municipal at a cheer thing. I'm like, oh, man, we used to go see bands at Municipal. I mean, oh yeah, that's where we went. Yeah, And it's weird to go into Kemper Arena now or Hy-Vee Arena. Yeah. It's three levels. I'm going. Dude, I went there in January for a gymnastics meet. I was see? like, what? In Aren't the you freaking fuck? thinking it this? so weird. I mean, we either went to Comets games or we went to, I mean, we the bands we saw there. Yeah. I mean, oh, my God. I mean, I. I remember going to see Motley Crue and Tommy Lee spinning on the drum yeah. set back then for Girls, Girls, Girls yeah. back then, you know? I mean, it's just... So you, this whole Latchkey kid, Mechanic like, you never, your brothers were never like, what is what are you listening to? That's cool. I like it. They were not. They were in daycare a lot. I was pretty mature for my age, and I could watch myself, and they were up at that uh, daycare that was actually on the corner of there in Belinder. Um <laughs> EC or not ECC, Redbridge Christian Church right there on the corner of uh, Belinder and um, 
75th Street. It's it's abandoned now. But they, it was first Lutheran Early Education Center. They went there. Uh, they were That's, there. My sister runs that place now. She does. It's at uh, basically like Meyer and State Line across from the oh, Mission Hills City Hall. Okay, so but the it young was kids, at 75th and Belinda for yeah. The young a while. kids would stay in the grayish building, and the older kids stay at the at the one across the street. And then they kind of combined them. And then I, man, I just. Uh, I could prove I could take care of myself and I was, mm. you know, I was mowing okay. lawns and yeah. my brothers were always, they were always trouble fighting and stuff like that. And they mm. just, so they were kind of, that's why we kind of separated, you know? Yeah. And, um, they weren't the daredevil like me. I could, you know, I go ride bikes around and explore and be back like I was supposed to, you know, and they're always in trouble. So one of my favorite things about this whole deal is, is, is when, when you get somebody that says yes, and then the first step to sort of get them to commit is to, pick records and sometimes people are really weird about it like they got to take weeks and and then come up with a list and sometimes it's five and sometimes it's ten and whatever some and some people think about it for a short time and then here you go and some people are like immediately ready oh yeah you 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 were this part of the second camp where you thought about for a second and then you immediately fired back and i'm gonna go and chronological order of release so you, you already mentioned uh b- both of them actually but back in black yeah um which is 1980 mm-hmm. it is it is the first brian first johnson one, brian johnson okay yeah. bond scott died in 77 seven yeah yeah um and um Fat, I mean, you've already mentioned both of them. So, 1983, Pyromania, Def mm-hmm. Leppard, um, both bands, in my memory, uh, had dudes die with insane blood alcohol content. Yes. Like, Steam and Steve Clark from Def Leppard was like... I still remember that day they announced it. I, I remember same. waking up on my alarm clock and going, Steve died. I mean, I was like, I was crushed. Yeah. I was crushed. Uh, bon Scott. Did he? I don't remember Bon Scott. I think I was a little too young then. I think he, he drowned he, in a pool. Yeah, he drowned. He, it was accidental. But but I mean, I think he was like one of them was like point four zero. Oh yeah. And one the other one was like right in that Steve neighborhood. Steve took some pills too. He no, oh really? He, he didn't want to. He had a depression. He kept yes, trying to kill himself. Yes. He, they said before every tour, he would beg not to go on stage because he he was afraid of people. Uh-huh. Um, he hated going on stage. You see the out the threads he's wearing in videos. You think he's like a it, it, charmer for some reason. He did, and if you ever watch his inter- his girlfriend, his fiance at the time, talk about what it was, it's it's like wow, he really that was probably his release to play, but he was not a crowd person. I mean, he just he they said he would do anything and everything. That's why he drank so it numb him. Sure, and he I think he that day he took some pills not to kill himself, just to relax himself, and it kind of it was the wrong mixture. So um so. Man, um, I've gone so far with ACDC and particularly Back in Black. Um, uh, they were like just the way those four letters with the little lightning bolt in between right in the middle were, were written was like, ooh, like that seems yeah. edgy and maybe a little bit scary. And so I didn't ever really like it would hear a little bit. But then I had a, a cousin move here in the 80s um and he was like he like as i don't know a 12 or a 13 year old like knew their discography like top to bottom that's why you said fly on the wall or i was like i i know what that album art looks like in 
a millisecond. Um, See, I went back. I I was like you. I was trying to learn as fast as I can. We didn't have internet. We didn't have stuff to talk to. Well, he had everything on tape. See, so. I went from back in black to fly on the wall, and I didn't even know they had stuff beyond sure. Brian. I didn't sure. know. And so then when I found that whole new world, I was like, oh, man. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, when he first was like, you, you should, you totally would love this band. You need to listen to them. And, and I'm pretty sure uh, Who Made Who, Back in Black, and Dirty Deeds were the three that he pushed first. And yeah. then it was like Fly on the Wall. And, and anyway, um, I'm... All, I would put money on the fact that he was like, you don't know Shook Me All Night Long? And I was like, huh. And so, I mean, uh, Walkman, cassette, yeah. fun, like just laying in, you know, on beds in each other's whatever bedroom and just killing daylight, listening to tapes over and over again and being like, wow, this song, not only is it a banger, but it's like, you know, there's some very heavy innuendos. And now it's like, I, I remember I, I probably heard that song, I don't know, 50, 60 times before I ever saw the video. Yeah. And then I saw the video and I was like, I feel different now. And now it's like the whole world knows it and people put it on like, you know, they'll put it on, on like a playlist or something that's full of like sexy songs. I'm like. It's weird because you and I, that was new. And when you and I were growing up, like Santana and, and uh, like Van Halen, even were all the old stuff. Aerosmith, all the old stuff. It's weird to think that ACDC now is our old. Is that's yeah. our old? And we well, hand on to yeah. our kids. You know what I mean? It's like by the time when when Brian came on, it, it didn't. It had never been done for a new lead singer to take over and to ballsy. I mean, for him to do that and to take the lead because they were on fire. I mean, with yeah, Bond, yeah. they were on fire. They were on their way up. And and you, I most gotta, people disbanded. Well, I gotta believe. Uh, right, wrong, or otherwise, that that the the band members were like, in some level, what would Bond want us to do? Yeah, and they arrived at the decision they arrived at, and the rest is history. But so he played that song for me, and I was like, that's cool. And he's like, wait till you check out the rest of the album, and then you know, rewind. And I'm just sitting there listening to the tape hiss to get to. The, and then you get the opening to Hell's Bells. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? And see, they is could have played on the radio for a while. I mean, because they played You Shook Me, remember? Yeah. But a lot of the other stuff they couldn't play. So, like, when we started listening to Albin, I was like, and then when we got older, the radio started expanding. What yeah, you play, yeah, yeah. You start hearing more Hell's Bells. Well, back in black. You really didn't hear those very often. No. I, I think, uh, as somebody that appreciates uh, the concept of writing and recording and releasing an album. Uh, I don't know that there's been a, a, a bigger album opener mm -mm. than those church bells. And then that, you know, that guitar riff is just like, Whoa. Oh my God. The way they, every album got better and better, but, I know towards the end here, they've kind of gotten quirky stuff. They're getting a little bit older now. They can't yeah. quite do it. But, yeah. the, but the way they wrote stuff, man, it just was, uh, and not every album sounded different. None of them sounded right? like a continuation. That's what I loved about it. Yeah. I mean, it was, because it's weird. Cause flick of the switch was after that. And it's weird to think flick of the switch is, I mean, cause it's Brian, you know it, but it's almost like it belongs in the Bon Scott era sure. because the songs are more kind of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Style song, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it, 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 I think Flick of the Switch was right after Back in Black, and then it went to 
fly on the wall and then, um, and so on. But I always thought for a long time because their voices were almost the same yeah. in a way. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, I remember being blown away by that. And then, uh, what do you do for money, honey? Ugh. And I was just like, are we allowed to be listening to this? Yeah. It sounds like I he's know. talking about, well, that's what made us feel cool though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for I sure. Mean, give the dog for a bone. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, so, and then you just, straight into you know no more messing around i'm not being uh tongue in cheek or i'm going straight you know oh yeah until uh, your batteries well, were on you're mad uh, no you're I, i'm getting my, i'm getting ahead of myself so what do you do for money honey how do you get your kicks anyway and then it's like giving the dog a bone it's like i think you're talking about giving somebody else a bone yeah like i don't yeah. think there's a dog in this story at all and so you're kind of like interest and then let me put my love into you Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, now we're right at the just we're now it's direct. Like we're not, you know, painting any pictures anymore. Um, and strangely, like that might be uh, I mean, that is a killer track. The whole album just it all blends in each other. Well, it does. And it's just, it uh, does. And he just and Brian just belts it. I mean, I think that's why they did it as a black album, because it was a tribute to mm-hmm. uh, Bond and they didn't want to take away from what it was. And, sure. And start over basically from square one. Yeah. God, man, it's just like like you said, you hit hell's bells, man. It's just yeah. Obviously, everybody knows. Yeah, back in black, the title track is where you get the side two the, first song. That's all I remember. It, well, but it opens with the t- t- right. You yeah. Get the little, anyway. Yeah. It's... Um, shook me by this point. I'm sad to say, like I, I could, I'd, I'd be totally fine if I never heard it again. Yeah, because I I don't like the way people put it in context. Like you yeah, said, yeah. It, it takes away from what it was. Yep. And it's like, uh, it's maybe, it made me look different on all stuff. But mm-hmm. I was like, eh. It's kind of like we discovered a long time ago and everybody else kind of discovered it. It's like, yeah, we were discovered that. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's other songs we think are, I mean, I can go back to, for those about to rock, we salute you and pick some, you know, songs yeah. I like to listen to a little bit more than That's the much. brown with the cannon yeah. on wheels. I mean, inject the venom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, have a drink on me is a pretty good track. Oh yeah, uh, shake legs pretty good, and then I mean, cl- closing with rock and roll ain't noise pollution. Like I would argue, um, that no record has ever had better bookends for no. an opener and a closer. I mean, and uh, shoot to shoot to thrill and shake a leg. Yeah, my most songs, man. I mean, it just they pumped you up, and it's like. Now it's so nice. We, we take for granted how we just push replay instantly mm-hmm. to think that, you know, batteries you'd wear out and yeah. oh, yeah. drive you crazy. Like, oh, do I want to yeah. sacrifice it for that song? You know I remember, I mean? like, getting, you know, the first time it had you like, well, I don't know, oh, batteries. And then as you start burning through sets, you can s- start to pick up on subtle little delays as, the, you know, as the batteries yep. reach that first. You could catch it. I yeah. was such a geek, believe it or not, because I walked home from Indian Hills. And it was a long walk. It, it, I would find tapes on the street. People threw out of their car and cracked. And I would actually go buy old tape covers and undo the tape and put it into the new cassette covers. Wow. Because I wanted music so bad. Yeah. I got my bad company that way. I sure. got my foreigner tapes that way. And I was like, I don't know if guys were just, girls were getting mad, throwing them out the window. I found That's bad company weird. in the creek. Oh, and wow. I was like, sweet. <laughs> I recovered the whole tape and fixed it. And I'm like, all proud of myself. So. Um, so from 80 to 83 and we've got pyromania, um, and what's really peculiar, I'd I'd never noticed this before until I I revisited it for this. Uh, the first couple verses of the opening track sound 
Joe Elliott sounds like Brian Johnson. Oh, he just he can't even hit it anymore. He said well, Mutt made him Mutt made him scream because he wanted to do it, and it it's just uh, he explained Olta Gleaton Glott and Golden yesterday. Oh, I he just explained that for once. I, I just found I just found it because I've been wondering my whole life. Mutt made him they got sick and tired of counting in and Mutt One, made him say two, something different. Three, yeah, four. So they say that. Yeah. Uh, it's been um, um, a poet named Michael Robbins used it in a piece that he published in the New Yorker. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's their names? Uh, Offspring mm-hmm. in their "Pretty Fly for a White Guy" yep. song. They, they use it, um, and the Rick Rick Allen mm-hmm. is that he says that uh, it's pretty funny now when they play it. Like Joe gives him a cue, and yeah. he's he gets to say it, and he's always the, let him say it, man. And, and the crowd obviously knows what's what, coming. Yeah, it's you know what I always liked about that band is Joe and them. They're they put their music influence into their music it's like you it's the stuff you and i would listen to anyways and mm-hmm. like they've done some side projects it's like man i they love have? this old oh joe's done some awesome side projects really oh yes i'll have to send them to you okay it's kind of like 60s 70s rock and roll he does oh wow he 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 totally different bands uh huh uh phil collin did a uh bluesy steel it, it's uh that's bass right uh no phil is the rhythm? guitarist rhythm guitar uh, okay he, he's lead guitar now because when uh, Steve died, he took over his lead. But uh, he did kind of a bluesy with a southern gal on oh, cool. it, and it's called Delta Deep, and it's okay. like it's not definitely. It's so cool, and they they've done different projects. So. I mean, I can't pick the only like I hear Joe Elliott, and I picture the hair long, like long, super like basically a mullet, but really long, and like a t-shirt of his, I think of his own band, yes. Def Leppard, with the sleeves cut off. He's tucked, always had that. Tucked into his blue jeans. With his cowboy boots stick on the outside. He did, used to, did he? he, cowboy used to wear that I thought sometimes. he would wear like basketball high tops. Sometimes he would wear high okay. tops. Sometimes he would wear the cowboy boots on like the outside. Plain uh, ass white Reebok looking. But things. their concerts were always the best, I thought, because they would mix their songs up. All oh. of a sudden, you'd hear Are You Excitable, the beginning for the Hysteria song, Are okay. You Excitable? Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you'd hear the intro to that, and all of a sudden, it'd drop and go right into Rock Rock till you drop. Mm. And it just blow it away. And. I love him, but he's he's kind of losing his voice a little bit, it's like sure. kind of like David Coverdale. Because I mean, these guys are getting older. Well, I mean, I it, mean, Brian Johnson can't. He he. I think they have to space out. He did, and I I was blessed because that's why I love my wife now. She doesn't like him, but she when we first started, she bought me ACD tickets, and I mean to go there, and it was like it was right before he retired. He still. Oh yeah, he's gone now. He came back. He, he came did come back. back and he's another album. So, somebody. Filled in for oh it was uh it was uh Guns N' Roses lead singer he's terrible um Axel Axel filled in yes that's he right filled in and it's like I Guns N' Roses to me the first one was fine the other ones I couldn't stand right. and, and he wasn't able to sing it to go from it, it went like Phil Collins could go from Genesis to Phil Collins it was like yeah it wasn't that good and it wow. wasn't it wasn't Bond it wasn't Brian you know what I mean yeah. so it did it was terrible. So photograph obviously was there was a video it was on the radio a bunch. Is that something about masturbation? Photographs about Marilyn Monroe. That's it. It was about Marilyn Monroe okay. and about her lifestyle and stuff. Um, but I the reason why I think I like both those like Back in Black and then every song flows into the next song it does. It's like a story it does. and it feeds the next one. It's like and they take you back down. They bring you right back yeah. up again and it's a good flow. Yeah. Well, I didn't. Uh, I mean, when I when I first got. Uh, my 
my copy of Pyromania. Uh, I knew, I barely knew Photograph. I, I, I bought it for Rock of Ages. Yeah. But uh, when, st- when Stage Fright opens and he does oh. that, welcome to my yeah. show. I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God, they'll Holy do that smokes. before a concert and they'll drop the whole, they'll drop the whole curtain and just go right in. Wow. It's just, That's cool. But yeah, yeah. But I, I like going back because going back, I used to pride find myself in those old warehouses where you find little little records of the songs that weren't 45s. released. The forty fives, yeah, B sides. I'd find some B sides of stuff that wasn't released on Pyromania that was like, oh, they should have released that. It was right, awesome. Right. Or some mysterious songs that never made the cut that were just killer. Man, that but so that that feeling uh, when he says that on stage, fright, and then the rest of the song and some other parts. Die of Hard the, the Hunter. Well, they, it it it's like they, they they were going all in to be like a legit hard rock band, and then that was kind of it. I mean, because the accident happens, you got to whatever figure out how to relearn how to play, and then Hysteria, which I I love it. I love. Took them four years to make that. I love more than Pyromania. Yes. Um, but they're that that edge, if you will, of like we're gonna be in the top tier of like legit hard rock bands. It was gone the, to me. I they mean, didn't care. They just they established themselves. They wanted to write what they wanted to write, which is totally fine. Because you can tell they kind of separated. Because it took them four years to write it. Because of all like Rick Allen losses his uh, drum. One of them, a couple got divorces. Or he lost his arm. A couple got divorces. Someone lost their house to a hurricane or a boat. They, they go through all the stuff they go through, and they kept coming back, went through several producers. Okay. And because they wanted to write their stuff. They, sure. they didn't want to make Pyromania 2s with right. them. Everybody kept trying to make them do it. Yeah. Which is, are I'm you uh, on through the night and high and dry? Do you, oh, yeah. do you like those records? Uh, the first one, On Through the Night. It's got the. Uh, I love Hello America. Track, like like a tractor trailer. Yeah, a tractor trailer track yeah. with a guitar on the back. And then the other one's somebody diving into a pool, right? On through or a high, yeah, dive. it's a high dive. And there's actually one before On Through the Night. I got no, uh, it. It's, no way. It's like three or four songs. Oh, it's an EP. Yeah, and it's but it's but it was the one that wasn't officially released. So okay. it's like what they released it. Oh, but they went back and recorded On Through the Night, and um, I got it. I can't remember where it is. I've got a tape of it somewhere. Where nice. I have it. I've mastered. I've remastered all the songs. I've got them all master stuff now. My, cool. I told the kids, if you die, you're gonna get my Apple Music. You're getting one hell of a catalog. So. So from that stage fright, too late for love. Oh. For me, that's the first real banger on that record. Yeah. That's a really good yeah, song. That hits into it, man. Um, I've always carried around. I've I've not gone back to and listened to Pyromania probably since middle school or high school, but but Die Hard the Hunter as just the title has always stuck with me. And and when I went back and re listened to it, I was like, why? And it's it's got like this weird like headless horseman kind of scary vibe to it. The way it. that Too Late for Love goes into Die yes, Hard the Hunter yes. is perfect. It's pretty pretty. They're rad. almost like part one, part two, mm-hmm. kind of. You know. Uh, but I'm not. Ex- I'm still not exactly sure what's happening in that song. I don't know. Um, I think it's almost like a wartime thing. I mean, okay. It, it, okay. it's almost like. Uh, you're going through a war and you're fighting it, you're making it and you're digging out through the trenches. I mean, to me, that's what it almost sounds like. Yeah. Because you're supposed to be the hero is what it's supposed to be. Um, it's, and speaking of confusion and what's happening in this tune, what is fooling about? Um, I mean, we... I've heard that song more times than I could count. And it's weird because the, the, the video is making it confusing too. I just... I, I never really heard the explanation of yeah. that was the one I really didn't. All the other ones I've heard explanations for. But. So, so fooling for me, 
Um, I've I've talked about it a lot on here. I have a pretty bad case of classic rock burnout. Yeah. To sort of like with you shook me. Like I've heard it so many times that I don't. I literally don't want to hear it anymore. Fooling is hard because back then we never heard enough. You're right. It is one of the other ones played. Yep. Sirius XM likes to overplay this stuff. Do they? Okay. I wish they. What it's are, like they only have a license to play certain ones. It's like that band had other albums, songs that were just as good to mix it up, make it yeah. last a little bit longer. Um. So my, I'm not exactly sh- certain when my folks split, but I know that my mom married her second husband in '82, mm-hmm. and that job. They they so they worked for United Telecom yeah. over on China Mission Parkway yeah which I think eventually became the Sprint home mm-hmm. base before they did the anyway so they they hook up and and are getting married and he immediately gets transferred to Atlanta to work for a company I think under United Telecom called Isacom okay so all of a sudden we're we're gone and uh, they we were like staying in these condos while they were building a house in this brand new subdivision and uh, once it was done and we moved in we had cable and i yeah. was like holy shit mtv like me yeah and and uh i'll never forget for the rest of my life like i caught like the tail end of rock of ages and then i feel like i spent weeks <clears throat> you know having buddies sleep over or, or being at buddies and sleeping over at their place and watching all through the night to try and catch that video in its entirety. Yeah. And I finally did. And it was the coolest thing I'd ever seen yeah. with the fucking sword that. Yeah. And then they turned... had the people dressed up in the, and they did the older league live. They have the robes. Whatever. All I remember yeah. is the sword. It's mm-hmm. like, and it, it becomes a guitar or vice yeah. versa. And just I like for years, just like that is the acme of, and then it's, so this is the first time I had this experience all these years later curious one day pull it up and it looks like complete garbage <laughs> well they didn't make videos back i mean they, they were i know because you know. put everybody would make these videos to put on uh reel to reel like like uh, uh-huh. f- uh a lot of them are like like uh, for concert footage or? yeah like when when bon scott would do it it was like reel to reel but like they, they would do a whole scene where he'd dress up like a little schoolgirl, you know and it wasn't really there it was just there to have fun and okay. they didn't really do it and then and then I think Joe Elliott even talks about how stupid it was. They'd make you do these little scenes, or whatever, to try. He goes, it "Didn't even match the song." You know? Right. But that was their idea of what they saw the vision was, and he used to get drive crazy. I'm sure. And uh, but you're right on that. Some of those they, they make they make fun of themselves. Um, and that was uh, really like the, the there's only like three tracks maybe after Rock of Ages, and the the the, the first couple didn't really. I didn't have anything to say about them, but Billy's. <clears throat> Billy's got a gun. Billy's got a gun was a little different. I wasn't one of my favorites. Well, it's like seven minutes long, and then all this weird sonic shit is happening at the end, and then it just kind of. I think they said they had to do it to fill the tape time to to get in there, and they just did that because they didn't have any more songs to put on there. I think it's what he said. I wow. But yeah, Billy's got a gun was not. That's when you're like with the B sides that he should have put this shit on. Yeah, there. I know. It's like going, you know, why didn't you put this? But it's like Billy's got a gun is not one of my favorite ones. It just. It's different. Uh, it, Very it different is. for 1983. Yeah, it, it is. Um, so, um, you guys, you have four. She has two. How many are out of the house now so Siler Taylor's getting ready to move to Minnesota and then Siler lives in Vermillion South Dakota 
Okay. And so I still I've got, in school, but not doing. Football. No, he's 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 done. He just quit. He said, "I'm done." And with school or football? With both. And okay. I, because I don't believe in college anymore. Unless why borrow that money? Yeah. And man. If you don't know what you want to do, it's a waste. If you know what you want to do and you want to get trained in it, and right now there's too many jobs opening up that'll train you and yeah. you can make better money. I gotta let that puppy. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So you don't believe in college anymore? What? It, Something about so many people get so much debt, yeah. and right now the way things are, we were beating our heads when you and I were growing up. College, college, college. Um, I regret going there. Um, it was a waste of money for what I needed to do. It fits a lot of people, but so many jobs train you right now that you can make better money. And when I told him, I said football is paying for it. I think it's great. Yeah, but to go borrow the money. Yeah, when you don't know what you want to do, it's just endless. And they actually told him, "You will never make a life without a degree." That is not true. Uh, if you think about it. Almost everybody we went to college with, probably 98% of them are doing what they went to college for. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy. Man, um, so I borrowed the Max, and then uh, doing either social work or restaurant work. Mm-hmm. Never could really, I never really had the money to make the payment. It's hard. Then I went to grad school, and I borrowed the Max, and eventually I consolidated them, and because of the amount and the interest and all it 70 grand. Yep. And so I was making whatever kind of measly payment, you know, once we are married and having a, having kids and have a mortgage and all this shit. And one day they were like, uh, at this rate, you're going to pay literally double, um, unless you do something different. So, yeah. um, started giving them a grand a month, Mm-hmm. for f- I think four years and I, and I got it down to 50 and then we separated, got divorced, all the stuff. And, um, I was like, I don't have a thousand dollars a month yeah. anymore to give you. And it was right around COVID starts. And so, uh, there was some plan put in place and like, I didn't do anything and they didn't do anything. It just kind of, they, this umbrella, here's what we're doing with student loans. And so for a couple of years, it was, it, I, I didn't really even think about it. Yeah. And then one day they called and they're like, that, that thing's gone. And I was like, well, I, I still don't have money to give you. Yeah. And they're like, but you have to. And I'm like, I, I don't have any. So they're like, all right, send us all the things, you know, how, how much you make and blah, blah, blah. So I send them all the stuff and they're like, sorry, you make enough money. And I was like, you don't have any idea what you're talking about like that's insane yeah so for a good chunk of um 2021 um i was i would just be late yeah i think i owe him 370 a month yeah and so if if i would find myself oh I've, i've got a little bit of money in this account i would make a payment yeah yeah and then in november i couldn't do it anymore yeah and so they've been on my case since then and finally, you know, emails and calls. And I finally was like, I, I just called him one day. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you, but I don't have the money to pay this anymore. So you can do what it, all the threat I know. I know the things, but I like just leave me alone and send it to wherever you got to send it and I'll deal with the consequences. But this has to stop. And she's like, I just don't understand. And blah, blah, blah. send the stuff one more time. Just. Let me, because it seems like we're talking about two different incomes for you. Yeah. 
And I was like, all right. So I sent it and they're like, oh yeah, you don't have enough money to pay this. And I was like, I've been telling you that for like two and a half years. And so they put, they did whatever they did to it. But I, I think, and I don't even know, I got to find call and find out. There was a six month shelf life on whatever it was. So it, it like went in the system and covered May back to November. And now it started over again. They're like, you, you, you're, you're late. I'm like, Oh my God, no, it's... I got it. So, but don't you think, okay, in your position now, don't you think you'd be better off? I'd rather see the government give money towards a house or something to start off with. Cause at least you get your money back. It, it grows in income. Most places you gain it to me, the education system. I mean, unless you're being a doctor or lawyer really anymore, yeah. it's, I think back in the day when our parents were doing it, yeah. it was needed. I think it's I think it's overdone itself, and now we're trying to support teams and stuff like that, and deans and salaries and stuff. And it's just like, I mean, like sitting there making you take all these stupid classes that you need to get it for your core classes. You know, just put you straight through the. You, you could probably spend one year and get trained to be done. Yeah, I mean seriously. And, and then and, if you don't like it, you can go do it a, a different that's year, what a different program. But that's the way. But hey, I got friends right now, believe it or not, and I don't want to say their names right now, but they sent their kids through Catholic school, just Catholic school, not even college. They're seven to eighty thousand dollars in debt. Oh, my! Mine are in Catholic school. But see what I'm saying. But you see what I'm saying. They're gonna. I'm, we're gonna have. She'll be a senior when he's a freshman, and we'll be looking at either St. Teresa's and Rockers. Yeah. And and they're like fifteen, sixteen a year. I know. I was gonna go there. I know. I, you, Jack Lockton. That's why I love him to death. Was furious that Rockers would not give me a scholarship. He wrote them a nasty letter. Oh boy. Because he wanted me to have a basketball scholarship. Were you that close with Don growing up? Yeah, we were. I mean, we had, it was me, Don, Steve, Brent, all that. We were we were pretty close, okay. and they, they took me. I played for Jack's basketball team. I was pretty good. And um, matter of fact, he even told me one day, he goes, "You've been on vacation before." I said, "No, I mean, we're poor." He goes, "I'm taking you to Vail." He took me and Branner and Don and John Accardo to Vail. Best time of my life. Matter of fact, Don and I are supposed to be meeting tomorrow with Branner. Oh, funny. Um, and uh, he he t- he took me off separate for the boys and taught me how to ski. Him and Cheryl did, and. He was always good to me, man. He was always very good to me. Um, he, I don't know if they do anymore, um, but uh, Chris Luck's little brother, Grant, mm-hmm. would sometimes hang out with Don, go on trips, and he would, he would come back and say it was super wild and super fun, and basically, uh, and I'm, I'm not quoting verbatim, but he said uh, the only thing about Don is that he doesn't, want you to ask him to like get you a job or you know oh yeah yeah he was see i stopped running with him in high school so i kind of lost touch but i mean we've messaged there every now and then and then his first ex-wife ended up uh, you know becky hirschman you know she ended up, she i messaged her one day because i'm like is that steve uh what was steve's last name i went to steve lemon and she's getting ready to get married to yes him. and i went to school with steve at blue Valley north yeah and I haven't heard from him since graduation. And I'm like, is that Steve? She's like, yeah. So we talked for a minute and, you know, saying, hey, everything's going, you know. And and then I went and saw Rikoff's Tom. And his wife's like, you know, she she died. I go, no, I just talked to her. And he goes, no, she died. I'm like, are you serious? I mean, I loved her death. She was, I remember yeah. growing up, you know, yeah. Hershey. I remember Rolls. Yeah. So that was hard for me. But, uh, and then um, Donnie messaged me every now and then. And then, you know, I see Brander quite a bit. And him right. and Don are real close. Right. Um, in fact, I'm meeting with Brian and Matt tomorrow. So, um, so, so your oldest two are out of the house. Yeah, they're out of the house. And your youngest two. I've got two. So, and she has. I two. have one. It's going to be a sophomore in high school, and she has one. It's going to be a sophomore in high school. 
and then she's a boy, and I have a, do- a girl. And then we both have, even though, but Gannon was held back one year because he didn't make the his birthday didn't make the enrollment. You know how you yeah certain yeah. So he really should. He's the age he should be in seventh grade next year, but he's going to sixth next year. Just so yours. That's mine. And okay. then she has a seventh grader next year. Okay. So you guys, so, are, you have you you do have some. You've put in some time, but you still got a little bit. We have about yeah. What well, we were just some of the other day because I got to get rid of my ex wife. Then seven more years. I, well, that's, that's seven right. more years. You know, and I so, wish it wasn't like that, but that's the way it is. You said that you you guys just had a situation yesterday or the other day. You yep, were, yep. Just just typical. You know, just never stops, man. Messing with the divorce decree, and it's just like wait, what? It's filed years ago, and, and oh yeah, it was filed. Years she wants ago. to get in there and tinker with it. Oh, it's just one of those things where she thinks it's. I call it, it's Dave's rules that he needs to follow and she can do whatever she wants. And, uh, uh, it was basically over a holiday. She thought she should be picking him up and it was, she was wrong. And I tell you, my wife I have now is deadly on stuff like that. She's a nerd. I mean, she, she teaches, she does contract, she knows that stuff. And she's like, it's wrong. And in the past I kind of let him go. I'm like, cause I'm like, I ah, just let it go. You know, but I'm like sick of it. And it's like, you know, um, I let you have your times. I don't argue. We do it. She won't let him call me on her times. He's not allowed to talk to me. Wow. Uh, not supposed to do that. And uh, it's a nightmare. But whenever she goes out, and that's why when I always hear people talk about parents, I'm like, ah, don't get me involved because I don't know what's going on because she's great about telling people the whole story about how we're awful people. And a lot of people have turned away from us. And Jeez. But I've kind of like, life's short. If that's the way you want to think about it, man, let it go, man. I. I've never burnt anybody. I've always helped everybody out. And, uh, um, matter of fact, we ran into a friend at a bar and she's like, uh, Oh, is she still doing this? Whatever. I go, you guys follow Facebook way too much. I said, that is the most biggest, I call it fake book. The big illusion. Yeah. Matter of fact, I've gotten so good at reading. I can tell when someone's getting ready to get a divorce. I can tell when someone's having an affair. I know that because when I was dating, you, you know, as you grew up in town here, mm-hmm. I wanted to find someone to, you know, not even bad. I just want to start over fresh. Yeah. And, I kept running to people with like one degree of separation constantly. And it's like, and then I would, I would check them out. I would, cause dating one, the dating app was weird. Yeah. I didn't like it. Um, and I kept, I'd, I'd look them up and I'm like, ah, you're lying or you're still, I'm like, I want no part of that. You yeah. Know? And, and it, I it's, am, it, I have mat- matched my drama quota. I don't need see, any of yours. It, it, but when I met Steph, even her, the guy before she dated me was, I, I knew, I knew him. Oh, really? She's like, oh, he's a poor firefighter got hurt. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's a drunk and an alcoholic. He was on drugs when he got hurt, so don't feel sorry for him. And he beat his wife, who I know. And she's a bartender at, you know, used to be at Tanner's. Now she's at Bobby Baker's. And I'm like, I, I know them very well. I said, yeah, he's a jerk. Don't feel sorry for him. Um, but it's like, God, I can't get, can't get away from anybody. Yeah, I know, man. And then her ex uh, uh, was Jewish. And so the parents are really big at uh, B'nai Huda, who... We followed B'nai Huda, our tree work. We did all the tree work for B'nai Huda, the three different locations. Oh, I cleared the land. So it's like, here we go. Another, you know, always something. And so, mm-hmm. um, but she, we, you know, we keep to ourselves and do our own thing. Though. Yeah. It's like, um, and where, where are you guys? Are, are you in? Yeah. We're right across the street from Blue Valley High School. Okay. okay. And uh, she just got a job teaching at Overland Trail Middle School. What was this business about not taking highways? Oh, you know, I love the city. I, I kind of like take my time, drive through old areas, whatever. Yeah. And I just, it, sometimes I'll be honest, it's faster just to drive through the city than sure. it is to take a highway. And uh, even when I bid jobs, unless I have to, I not that I'm afraid of it. It's just, right. I like driving through the city. Yeah. You, know, you drive all day. You like to change it up a little bit. So That's cool. 
Um, I don't know I like to see different things, you know. So when you shared your your records with me, you were also sharing uh, some memories or stories of partying with some some band people. Uh, I can't remember. Oh yeah, when I was backstage with um, um, Devil City Angels. Okay. Yeah. Um, I uh, went down. It was down at the uh, oh my god, the place down in uh, in Merriam. The um, Oh, what's that little bar? Um, Claret Club? No, it's right next door. It's, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue right now. Um, but anyways, it was Tracy Guns from LA Guns. Right. Ricky Rocket was the drummer. Uh, Eric Brittenham from Cinderella is the bassist. And Brandon Gibbs was a new singer. Wow. And great band. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, I said, hell, I'll buy the backstage pad. Just screw it. I love those guys, you know. And bought, brought us back in the bus. I'm a partying with them. And, um, you know, it just was... Uh, uh, just good time talking to you like regular people. And That's cool. It was really cool. And I was telling Ricky, I was like, yeah, we saw Brett. Wasn't very impressed with Brett at Lake of the Ozarks. The girl's getting beat up right there. And he won't stop the waitress getting the hell kicked out of her. And he wouldn't even stop the show. And By who? Just a bunch of drunk guys started beating the hell out of her. We're all trying to get to help her. This is it Lake of the Ozarks. Beating the heck out of a waitress? Yeah, yeah just beating her. And what in the fuck, Brett man? wouldn't stop. Wouldn't Brett stop. Michaels, Poison? Yeah. Wow. And matter of fact, we stayed the next day to see Cheap Trick. And Robin Zander is like, oh, I heard Brett's a real wiener, and he's like going off on Brett because he wouldn't because everybody heard what that waitress got beat up bad, and we couldn't get. I mean, it was so packed because yeah. you know at the Ozark there's no really seating, you just no. stand there. Yeah. Uh, Do you watch the show Ozark? Was that now? Have you, no, I've no? never seen that show. Okay. Everybody said to watch it. I've never seen that, but uh, there's there's a there's a like a fundraiser blah 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 where they bring cheap trick. Oh, it. I look. That was awesome. That was so much fun. And uh, then I partied with, oh, uh, um, Jesse from uh, Jackal. Uh, okay. We were at the, uh, when they brought the Sturgis show here to the river. <coughs> Remember down the river front down there when they were trying to do that show with Michael, the Ballard, the uh, Full Throttle Saloon. Remember they would do that show mm-hmm. on TV. Uh, they would do a Full Throttle Saloon from Sturgis. So they tried to bring it here to for Johnny Dare's birthday. Oh, okay. Okay. And I met him one time too. I knew him several times. Um, Were you impressed? No. <laughs> uh, he liked me at the time because at the time, digital music wasn't out. Okay. And he's a music lover like I am. Mm-hmm. And when I was working at Waldo Pets, we were setting up a stuff. Waldo Pets? And when oh, he shit. found out what I had in my collection, he's like, he called me several times to get together to get so he could copy the music because I had the stuff. He he was missing a lot of stuff. that I mean, he had a lot of stuff, but he had, I found rare stuff. I was... I'm like the garage sale guy. I can find something that, sure. um, you know, and so we talked, but he was there and Jesse's like, Oh, I don't want to talk to anybody. You know, right now I'm busy. I'm like, Hey man, I own tree business. He goes, Oh, you're a lumberjack. And I said, well, yeah. And he goes, well, get over here. Let's have some fun. So we started drinking and hanging out at uh throttle fest. Um, you and Johnny dare. No, oh. J- uh, Jesse Dupree. Okay. From Jackal. Okay. My bad. My bad. No, Johnny, uh, he's different. Cause I, I would often drink with, um, it's so weird. Uh, LJ, uh, from seven dust. Okay. His kids go to Blue Valley by us. Okay. But you'd never know it because he'll go up to Tanner's and have a beer. He used to. I don't know if he's still here in town anymore. Um, when I walked up to him, I said, hey, hey, Jose, what's up, man? And we started talking and, and he's like, how'd you know who I was? And I said, well, how often do you see a black man in dreadlocks sitting in a white bar at Tanner's? And I'm like, and I said, you're the nicest guy. I was hearing the radio. So we started talking and he likes mantiquing, go to antique shop, so do I. So we hit it off. And so we're like, let's heck up. But when he heard I wasn't a fond of Johnny Dare because I'm not a Johnny Dare guy, I just 
I think he's fake, and I hate when people give him stuff when he's got plenty of money. Um, it drives me nuts. And so um, I think we kind of because we I'd see LJ at concerts, whatever we we talk him and me and Ashley we talk and uh, and then uh, I tried to call him a couple of times and he just didn't answer anymore. So I was like, ah, eh, he's probably mad about the Johnny Deere thing, which I could care less. So man, I so I'm living in Colorado until like March of 2000, and I'm I come back as one does for the holidays every year, and I'm out. Uh, night before Thanksgiving, uh, in ninety, I think it was ninety nine, and uh, out with a whole bunch of old friends and uh, one of the girls, um, Melanie Markison. We went to kindergarten together. Yeah, uh, she's like she brings a, a friend that also went to kindergarten. We went to kindergarten at Sequoia at eighty third and Lamar. And oh my it, god! Yeah, and it closed. Yeah. yeah, the year when we finished. Uh, and this girl, this other girl, kind of like, I don't know if she was in grade school and then Mission Valley and then was she was elsewhere. But on this night, anyway, we hit it off and we start dating. And she's living in Atlanta, but she's also in town for the holidays. And so she, we both moved back to Kansas City to pursue this relationship. Yeah. And she gets a job uh, at, at, was it Intercom? Yeah. And so uh, I guess Johnny was a pretty big fan of hers and would follow her, not follow her around, but it, all the time be like, what's up with you and I? And she's like, I got a boyfriend. Oh really? What's his boyfriend's name? And she's like, it's Blair. And he's like, Blair. Mm-hmm. That sounds real burly. So f- f- there was a stretch where he was, he would always be like, what's up with burly Blair? Does he have a big old dick? You know, just, and so like at first it was, it was like, Oh weird. And then it was like kind of comical. And then after a while it's like, this dude sounds like a fucking tool. Like he, he is, and man. and but he has, but lots of people like him. They're used to back then. I didn't. I didn't. Well, ever see, we used get to call it. up him all the time when him and Treetop Dave first started it back in the day when it was ninety eight nine. You know, and when it when they did when the Z Rock and all that stuff, we'd yeah. call him up and they were cool then because they needed they needed fans. Then, yeah. You know? Then he turned into a total dweeb. I mean, Bob, his manager, the one that wears the beard and everything. You see him every now and then. he's the one that runs Intercom. His kids go to Blue Valley. I would see Bob at the football <laughs> games, and he looks like a freaking hermit i mean it's like a i mean he looks he got this whole beard across his face i mean it goes up to his eyes it's like needs to be shaved it's like dude trim yourself up right he is so creepy weird he looks like a flasher or something you'd see and he has no personality whatsoever you try to talk to him and he just he just stares at you this, and then he is how many bars did he did he have two different bars that he tried to open he had several different in ones. westport and people don't understand he like has actual... an agent he had he had a hollywood agent that means he makes plenty of money and nothing would irritate me more with people who were like hands-on hardworking people would like, Hey man, let me donate this to you for your property or donate this. And it's like, why are you doing that? He makes plenty of money to buy stuff here. This guy's barely getting by and he donates it. I'm like, and I, th- I was done with him. After uh, that. I was like, well, speaking of which, um, so, uh, you know, we talked about following this, like, Oh, this we're, we're, we're high school, college job, married, how, um, and you know, you learn from a lot of your own mistakes along the way and m- mistakes of other people in your life. And I feel like eventually you get to this point where, uh, obviously you still, uh, I mean, hopefully you don't become one of these people that has kids out there in the world that you don't communicate yeah. with. Uh, you obviously will always love your kids and want the best for them and, and hope that they're safe and happy and anything you can do for them. But at some point, uh, this whole thing to me seems to be about like, 
maximizing the moments in which like joy is kind of being pumped into your life. And um, so tomorrow, if somebody just on your doorstep hands you like literally more money than you could count, like you're whatever you're going to do, even if you're now like super lavish jet setting, uh, you've got so much money, more money than you can spend and your kids are going to be taken care of. What do you do with yourself? Like what, what, you know, some people, one dude said, I'd probably just be surfing in Mexico. Some people say travel, um, you know, I mean, what, what, what gives you joy? Like Stefan, I always want to get a farm Okay, somewhere. And like, I want to raise Buffalo. What? And I want to raise alligator snapping turtles like my buddy does. He's, Whoa. Was, he's like the world's top provider. What? Of alligator snapping turtles. Uh, and I mean, other people are doing it now, but he was the, the, the first guy. Where? Uh, he, he's a Kansas City boy, and now he lives in uh, outside of Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Um, well, alligator snapping turtle. turtle. Yeah, he hatches out, goes and collects the eggs, hatches out the babies, and ships them all over the world. What? How did he land on, like, what was the draw? He was a chef, and he just... Um, he went down, he wanted, he loved them as pets. You know, they get huge and they're like dinosaurs. And he just, uh, he had to go down to Louisiana because that's one of the last places you could go get them as adults because okay. they take forever to grow. Sure. Grabbed a whole bunch and uh, uh, started raising, put him in a little pond. It's cool. He's invited me in and we were there one time and we started talking about he can't see roots a little bit, you know, and it's, it's, it's helped me a thousand times, man. And he goes, uh, my son Siler was with me and I go, uh, I'm like, hey, I want to buy a big one. He goes, you know, Dave, I don't sell the big ones because that goes back to my breeding program. I sell you a baby, or if you have something too big, I'll give you a new baby and trade you because that's how because it takes forever to grow. And I said, hey, Siler, look at this one. He goes, wait a minute, why are you calling him Siler? And I said, well, that's my son's name. He goes, well, how do you get that name? I said, well, that's... Siler's the second oldest. He's my oldest. He's the old, and then the other three's names are Siler, Taylor, Riley, and Gannon. Gannon is in Rich. Spelled the same way, Rich Gannon? No, it is uh, G-A-N-O-N. Okay. So I actually had a different name at the time, but never tell people when you're having kids names because somebody took the name and I'm like, God dang it, you know? And so Wait, so, so this dude asks why you're calling him Siler? Yeah, so we're sitting there and he goes, uh, well, that's his name. It's my it's my uh, uh, ex-wife's maiden name. He goes, well, my dad's best friend was Frank Siler. I go, that's his great uncle. And he goes... Go pick whatever big one you want. <laughs> I'm like, sweet. So we've been we've been friends since. I mean, it's just. Do you still have this animal? Oh yeah. Oh at, yeah. At your home? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It takes a while. How big? Oh, it's only about that big right now. And what does it live in? Uh, in the, in the summertime, it goes into a big pond out in my backyard, a big stock tank. I have it, you know, lily pads and everything, and put bluegill in there. Really. And in the wintertime, it comes down because you can actually make them go dormant in the wintertime. So I bring it in and put it in a little tub full of water and I'll feed it lettuce because they go vegetarian when they get older. They go strictly vegetarian. He's the one that discovered that. So John did. So, um, I, I mean, does it sounds like it's relatively easy to look after? It is. Okay. It's just patience. If you want to make a business of it, which I oh, don't care. I just right. want to. I just want to do that. And then my other buddy raises buffalo, and I just, I just, I love. I want to be out in the woods. I mean, I just. And Steph wants to teach in a smaller town. It's something we want to do. But, I mean, to me, money's not – I mean, you got to have it. But to me, money's not a big deal. I've, right. I've been burned so many times and taken from me so many times. I'm like, I, as long as i got enough to put food on the table and take care of the ones you love. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, so what else would go on? on what it Would, like, vegetable – like, what else would go on in this farm? Well, I mean, I, I'd love to have, like I said, that and have some cattle and stuff like that. Okay. And a lot of land. And, uh, and 
you would be responsible for these cattle or would yeah. you have somebody no i do it and i've always wanted i love to hunt and i love my it's really weird to say my joy now is to teach young people how to do it to take interest in it and cool. help them do it i love doing it my cattle is like the opposite of the turtle like they 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 require a lot of work they're not, they? yeah they're a little bit more work but like i said that's why i want to do that my buddy raised the bison they pretty much take care of themselves they're pretty self-sustaining that's why that maybe some longhorns what what's the are they at one point weren't we worried about their numbers in on yeah, this not continent anymore. it's it's so prolific they're from what he's learned they're the most amazing animals i mean they just uh like their day he had to put some down because you never have more than more than one bull per herd for his herd um and he always puts out a couple cows every year it was either it's a cow it's not producing for enough or whatever or it's a cow getting older and that's you know we'll split meat and uh is that always what happens with the animals that get put down is that the meat goes to somebody that's oh good? yeah you want buffalo meat yeah and it's uh it's good um, i'm sure uh this new bull he has did not like it that his cows were being shot and he plowed through the fence and kept plowing and kept plowing and kept plowed through the woods i mean that's how big these animals are magnificent nothing can get in the way and they're going they're going and so it's gone he got it back. He did it twice, and he each time had to take a gun with him because some he was lucky to get it into the trailer. But sometimes they don't want to go to the trailer. You got to put them down. Well, that's what I was going to say next. If you're a person that raises buffalo, are they like always just cool with humans being around? Um, they'll tolerate you, but tolerate. It's I like the the fear, the respect is really cool when you're around them, whatever. But um, that's wild. It's cool, man. I mean, they're just they're they're a cool animal. He's smart enough to know that he's putting down. They are amazing, amazing animals. Wow, they're cool. And then I some longhorn steers. What I really want because they're they're kind of self sustaining too. Okay, I really don't want any beef cattle where I have to, you know, keep them up to weight so much. Whatever I want, you know, you get some of the like buffalo and the longhorn. They're they they can eat the roughage and they're just you know the buffalo be for me, but the longhorn just for looks. I like I love them. They're just gorgeous. Man, we've had um, um some some folks come and present to my sales force at my company and they're like what they do their whole like you know generations what they do is raise steer you know oh, yeah. or, or, or bulls i'm sorry male cows yeah, yeah. and um it, it, the somewhere in the like nine to 13 month mark of the lifespan is like the prime yes spot and so and it takes you know obviously that time from birth to get them but the whole process like there's a lot of variables that can just kind of sneak in and totally crater the whole thing to where like things are okay you know we're paying our bills and uh everybody's healthy and we made enough so we can buy a new piece of equipment this year and then the next cycle everything gets cratered and they're like, we might lose the house. We might lose the, and it's just like, what? It's crazy. And I they mean, just, for decades, they just keep doing it. And it's this huge gamble. It, it, it is. I mean, but it's no different than business. You and I do. It's just, you, you get used to your gambles. Yeah. I mean, yeah it's, true. True. I mean, everything we do, it's just, it's just something you get used to and you start learning to live your life for. I mean, yeah. it's like, I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but I, I have friends who have tons of money and they're miserable, man. I mean, they'll, they'll never admit it to you, but, you can tell they're drinking and partying too much and they're never happy. And it's like, I would just like to have, uh, you know, enough money to where I have a few people that handle things for me. Like, yeah. like I would have a money person. 
And it's like, I don't, here's what I need to, for myself, like take this out to pay all the bills and do all the stuff. And then here's what I need to sort of like, I mean, just, just your basic needs. Yeah. 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 But then I'll, but, but aside from that, like, I don't want to think about money, but see, that's like my, okay. So my, I told you a good friend of mine that, that passed away that I ended up, you know, made me go visit my dad. Um, he was in his sixties and he'd been on his fourth marriage and he grew up dirt poor in Oklahoma ended up being a millionaire. He <laughs> developed something for a water, nuclear water treatment plant, sold it to him. And right before he died, his ex-wife, they spent five, six years in court. And when he was done, he was back to being broke. They had, she didn't get it. He didn't get it. They spent all lawyers. Wow. So he, he would take me out. He's a round one, of applause. Well, Jesus. Well, he took me out. He's the one who took me out. He's the one who said, Hey, cause I, you know, I, the way you and I grew up, you met your person in college, you yep. got married. So dating was weird. And so he's like, Hey man, let's go to the strip club. I'm like, cause our kids were playing baseball together. And I'm like, Hey, cool, man. Um, so he goes to the ATM. I still remember Mazuma credit there on 135th. <laughs> he pulls out $5,000. I'm going, Holy. Wait, you know. I'm sorry. I thought you said strip club. Where? $5,000. To blow in a couple hours? Yeah. So we go to the club. Oh my God. He's like, Here, let me get this. I said, No, I'm really weird. Don't give me your money. I, I, I can take care of myself, you know? Well, we've been going there, so we end up going to all the girls and knowing pretty much, and I dated a few of them, and he was getting mad because I never had to give him any money, and he, I was getting him to come home with me, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? I said, well, first of all, you don't flaunt your money. Second of all, I'm not paying money for it. I'll go out and have fun with you. But I said, the ones that come there looking for the, oh, sugar daddy stuff, I just sit them yeah, all the way. Yeah, no thanks. I said, I'm not stupid. And yeah. I go, they're, they're, they're like poor salesmen. They're like terrible. Yeah. Um, I had my fun, and. And then he, he, you know, his wives were all, his first one wasn't, but all the other wives he had were all the if people had affairs with. Mm. And I kept watching it and I, and I begged him. And it wasn't funny anymore because like he would do it. And I'm like, dude, please stop doing that. Because then he started dating moms on the team. I'm like, that's too close to home. The kids are involved. And you want to tell you about something uncomfortable. When you're walking in a place, we were in St. Louis Stadium. I'll never forget this. I got one guy here on my right. He's on my left. The guy on my right goes, hey, Dave, weird question. Do you know who's banging my wife? Well, it's my buddy. And I'm like, well, I don't know, Brian. I said, I'll have to get back to you on that one. I'm trying to kill my buddy because I'm going, you idiot, I told you don't put me in this. I mean, it was just like. How did he know someone was? I don't know on that one. But but when I got out there in that world, I was amazed how many people were having affairs on each other. It was kind of disappointing. It's like, does anybody even, I mean, if you don't like each other, just get rid of each other. Yeah. I'd rather be poor and be happy than to be with someone to be miserable yeah. and cheating and hiding your whole yeah. life, you know? <laughs> I hate it because I, I busted mine several times doing it, and I got to beat some ass. It was it made me feel better. Right. Um, you have I'm just like... Any ink on your body as a... I kick the shit out of No, I, I mean, it's just... I, I know that family. I just say... Uh, it's nice to know that even after all these years, when he I go into a bar and he's there, he packs up and leaves. Still to this day. He didn't even live in town. He'll just... All of a sudden, we'll be there. I'm like... How's it going? And he will finish the tab, and he is out of there. Uh, now, like, keep he, in mind, he, he thinks there's another one coming for, for my him. My ex-wife won't looking for trouble too, so it takes two to tango. You sure, know what sure, I mean? Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's just I had fun for a while. It opened up my world, and that's what I was like, man. And that's why when I was dating, I was like, watch. I said, no, if you're separated, I want no part of it because clearly you have to take care of your problem. Yet you yeah. take care of your problem, come talk to me. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> I mean, I used to get pictures sent to me on dating sites. It's like. Well, I didn't ask for these pictures, but thank you. But I said, we've got a problem here. I go, I'm you know, not the smartest bro on the tree, but these two pictures match and these two pictures match, but these four pictures don't match together. So I, I had one girl one time. You'll love this because you grew up in town with me too. Yeah, I'm 20-some years old. I live at 127th Mission. I said, really? 
you live in a five, six bedroom house by yourself in early twenties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I said, uh, you make a lot of money? No. Well, that's kind of impossible because that's a, <laughs> you know, about, you know, seven, eight hundred thousand dollar house. And I said, does your family got money? No, no. Do you want to start telling me the truth now or do you want to wait till I bust you on a bigger story? And I said, because your pictures are fake and everything else is fake. Well, do you want to go out? I'm like, not really. I could care less. Yeah. And I said, I don't know if you're a dude. For all I know. Yeah, right. You know, and, uh, but you know what? My buddy, I, I love to death and he passed away. Matter of fact, we were at the funeral. We were kind of chuckling away. All these women are coming. We're like, I wonder how many are our mistresses. Because he had a lot. And he loved life. But he had four generations of kids. It kind of sucked. One, the first three generations were butt poor. The last ones were filthy rich. And they went from being filthy rich to having nothing. And now Dang. they're scrambling. So, um, yeah. And I would never take money from him. As a matter of fact, we became friends. He's, he was racing. He goes, this guy won't leave me alone when you come to races with me. He keeps bullying me. And I said, I'll come. That guy saw me, and we didn't have any more problems after that. And he, so we, that's how we became friends. And I said, uh, he didn't have a good time watching him race, too. Wait, um, well, he, he's going to the races, and somebody's bullying he, him? Him and his son had a race car, and they would race. Okay. Little dwarfs, little dwarf cars. Okay. Um, and one of these guys, just a rowdy guy, kept getting in his face and causing trouble. And my buddy was not a fighter. He was For a no man. reason? Here's some... There's some people that but, just have but, chips but, on their shoulders. But I mean, all the people that are going there are going there because they enjoy racing. The, this guy was a racer. And he was just mad that he couldn't afford what he could afford in cars. Oh. And some guys are just like that, man. Okay. You know? Some yeah. people have chips on their shoulders that you kick their butt, they'll never get rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, they probably don't even know why it's there. It's best just I would walk away. Yeah. You're never going to fix the problem. Like the uh, bad business proposal. It's just... The, the sketchy, uh, hey, I want, this is how I want you to do this. No. You just walk away. Yeah. I mean, I've learned it's okay to say, hey, we're just not a good match. Right. So, I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. So, it's just, matter of fact, if I had met Steph, I was pretty much done for a while because I'm like, dating was hard too. I mean, she ran into this. I said, hey, my kids come first. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh, my kids are important to me. Yeah. Um, if you can't accept that, can't do anything about Dude, it. Dude, like, I mean, if, you know, the other person isn't saying that, there couldn't be a bigger red flag than somebody who has kids, but they're kind of like second tier to finding a person or what, you know, dating yeah. and the kids. It's like, no, dude. I had that person. She was, I couldn't get rid of her. Um, <laughs> she went down to the apartment complex and got on my lease, which I was furious. It's illegal. I couldn't get her out of there. Um, she would tell me your kids need to go with their mom and you need to let it go. I said, no, sorry. You only have one chance with your kids. And her kid was older. That's and crazy. Time. And I said that. I said no. So uh, she got the boot. Good. So, but I had, to, I had to spend a little money to do it because I had to go. Because I was buying a house that I have now. And I didn't want her to come. But I, I didn't want her in the apartment at least with my name on it because she could destroy it. I'm screwed. I mean, I'm liable. So I said, I'll tell you what. I want to take care of you the rest of my life. And she's like, you do? And I said, yeah. Find an apartment and I will sugar daddy you. And she goes, you would? And I said, Absolutely. So we went to the apartment complex. I had to eat $500 for a down payment. I said, okay, sign the lease here. She goes, okay. She was going to sign. I said, no, you need to sign it. You make enough money. She goes, okay. I said, now I need you to come over to this other apartment complex and, and sign the lease to get off of it. She goes, okay. As soon as that ink was dry, brother, I was like, you're psycho. You're nuts. I want nothing to do with you again. And I said, get out of my life. And she like she called my mom. She, oh my she harassed me for months until uh, she finally moved out of town. How long ago is this? Uh, I want to say Steph and I got started dating in 2015, so... Around 2015, 
So Jesus. I was thinking, hey, she's 40 some years old. Her son lives in Arizona, self-sufficient. She has no debt. You know, what's what's wrong with this picture? It's too good, you know. Mm-hmm. And then she would sit there and she'd be messaging her um, her exes, her ex-husband, her ex-boyfriends, which I like having friends. And I have no problem with it at first, you know. But I'm like, why are you private messaging? Why are you just texting him? To me, that's a red flag. I go, well, just text him. And she goes, no. And I said, well, if you're private messaging, then you're someone's hiding something. And I said, that's not a good sign. Right. And I don't like that. Yeah. And I don't I, that there's problem. people, uh, not a lot of them, but... Every now and again, I come come across you know somebody and like th- their go to is to like hit me on Messenger, and I'm always like, can we be adults and text? I don't understand what I always try to do because I hate Messenger, yeah. and I always try to get the phone to do it. Some people just, and sometimes I'll lose phones. Like somebody, my somebody will, like I'll have somebody put all the phone numbers at the office in my phone, and sometimes I'll race somebody on me, and I got to go message them to, to hunt them down. Like, hey, I need that number again, you know? Yeah, I know. I, I we all, I think we all use Messenger in varying degrees, but as the primary, I try to I try to wean off of it if I can. Yeah, and, and sometimes I accidentally just keep doing it. Like I got a really good friend, and we just he for some reason he just doesn't want to text. I mean, he's I, just a younger generation. I, it drives me crazy. Had an old customer today, uh, message me on Messenger. And he's like, hey, man, it's so-and-so. I have a question for you. And I was like, I, the very first thing I said was, you don't have my number anymore? And he was like, oh, well, I, I had to change my phone number. I was like, I know. I remember having this conversation, and I changed your contact in my phone. Is this still your number? And he's like, yeah. Let's see. And he's like, the only thing that pulls up for you is, my, is your email. I'm like, well, that's weird. And as I'm saying that, he's calling me through Messenger. And I'm like, what is happening that, right now? I hate that. That's the worst thing. What, I are, what are we doing? Like, I, I'll get those messages and all that stuff, and I'm just like, just message me normally, you know. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I got numbers of people. I, you know, I just, uh, it is what it is, you know. And, Man, uh, so a number of times you've said, uh, you know, um, you know, I, I know so many people, and half of them owe me money, and yep. like, did you, have you just? If there's a list, uh, excuse me, if there's a list of people that owe you money, have you just like walked away from that? And you're like, you know what? Forget about it. Or sometimes you got to, man, <coughs> you, you just, and then do you still, are you still, you start when you start doing work, when you first have a business, I'll be honest with you, you you're like, I'm going to help you out. You help out your friends. Okay. Yeah. And I've always told people like, I, sh- I'm old city. I still visit like Greg at pet stop or George Nigro. You know, I don't go there for a discount because they're small business. They're part of Kansas yeah. city. I give you my yeah. business uh, because I know what it feels like. Yeah. And I said, that's not sport small business. Um, and I started helping them out. Half of them wouldn't pay me or owe me money forever. And it's like, you yeah. know, I've, I've got kids too. You know, I hate yeah. when someone tells me that. Yeah. Um, it's like, Hey, I got kids too, man. You yeah. know, we went to Catholic school for a while and the yeah. Catholic school burned me. I got a lot of kids. <laughs> well, but I mean, the Catholic school even burned me. You know, I'm, I'm sitting there. They would ask me at St. Thomas more to donate the tree work. But another guy who's a filthy rich family there who was going to nativity, they were paying him top dollar and he was actually taking advantage of the money and stealing money and they were paying him top dollar and they'd ask me, I said, you know what, go to him. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah. And I go, so, but, but of all these relationships you have where people owe you money, are, are, are you still in each other's lives? Do you see them? Is that super awkward? Uh, a few people will say something every now and then I'll be like, hey, you ever going to pay me? I mean, we can do. I mean, I got one guy who was out and he makes me mad. He was on, on TV with Tyreek Hill handing out stuff and for the football game. And they're all talking about a great guy he is. And I, and I posted something. I'm like, yeah, he owes me $4,000. He's a deadbeat. And I ran to another guy at a birthday party, Kevin Miner's daughter's graduation party the other day. 
And in Small World, this guy knew my buddy. And he's like, oh, that was his girlfriend. And I said, even if it was his girlfriend, he still could have said, Dave, I'll make it right to you. Let me do this for you. Even small payments or something, make it right for you. He didn't. He had that option. He didn't do it. He flat out told me I didn't hand him an invoice, so it wasn't any good. I said, really? I've been coming to you for how many years for working out? You never handed me an invoice. And I said, I paid your bill. And I said, I helped your mom out. I've helped you out a thousand times. And I go, I'm sick and tired of you calling me a rich Leewood boy. I said, I don't live in Leewood. <laughs> and I go, not everybody in Kansas is filthy rich. And I'm sick of it. I go, you make better money than me. Right. And it's just it's just stuff like that. I mean, that's why trade-outs. I used to do trade-outs all the time. It's like, I rarely do trade Because that was another thing that burned me out. The HVAC guy owed me. I did him and his dad. He owed me a brand new unit. And he was a great guy. And all of a sudden, he wouldn't return me. No. Finally, I'm sitting there going, and he owed me more than what it was worth. He Because he gave me a price, and I wrote it down because I was smart. So then he tried the, well, mine's cost more, now you owe me money. I said, no, no, I wrote it down the first time. Wrote your quote down. Nothing's changed. So then he didn't call me back anymore. So finally, I, I served him papers. And he calls me and goes, can we talk? And I said, do you really think I want to sue a friend? I go, what is wrong with you? Just get over here and get it done, and we're good, man. I said, "What? I've referred people to you. What is wrong with you? Well, he got into another business venture and kind of shit on everybody. And it's like, can't do that, bud. Dude, I I struggle uh, so much just managing the calendars, like practice and, and games and got to buy gear and sign up for this camp and then job stuff and then this stuff. I can't – like I have no bandwidth. I have no room for others. I can't imagine carrying with me that I owe this dude money and I owe this gal so you're money. you're like me. But like, I've also learned to let it go because I'm like you. I do so much stuff with the kids. That's why I'm kind of having a problem now with my older kids did so much sports. We were constantly traveling. I mean, I'm constantly every night doing something. Now I'm not. And I feel like something's missing. So it's like I need to get back into my hobbies and learn how to play guitar again. I, you know, I got tons of guitars. Learn how to start playing them and start doing stuff differently again, you know. and Well, that's I. That's how I pictured your life to be. So when I hit you up and I was like, yo, I totally forgot about this dinner that I'm doing. I thought we were going to be looking at you know, two months and you're like, I can do it. The no, following no, I, it, I was it, like, sweet. It's like, I'm getting some time to do stuff I want to do. Yeah. And, but it's like, but I've learned to let stuff go. And that's, I think it's after the divorce. Stop hating on people. It's like, you, you can't do it. You can't change people. Right. Um, doesn't pay my bills. All you soon to be wives out there. You can't change people. You, you, <laughs> Don't marry a dude thinking you can't, you, you can't. And, and my son's go through right now. He, he is, his girlfriend broke up with him. We loved her death because she wants him to move to Minnesota. I, had, I said, you need to have that talk now. And I said, that's not a place you want to move right now. It's not a good area right now. It's got problems. And I said, you don't have to move to Kansas, but that's probably one of the worst places to move right now. And he had the talk and I said, and he's been talking to her. I said, buddy, don't do something for somebody else. I go, it should be a partnership. It should be, right. hey, we both, let's both make a sacrifice. Right. And I said, just because one doesn't want it doesn't mean they're a bad person. Right. And I said, that's what people need to make understand, you know? And it's like, but I've, I've been burned by my parents have stolen money from me. I've been burned by my ex's parents stole so much money from me. It's not even funny. And they burned me bad. Uh, I made it. Somehow here you are. I, I made it. And I, I used to complain about it and complain about it. It's like, man, give her the negative energy. It's like, I mean, I have my moments. I don't get me wrong. Yeah. I have my moments, but it's like, I have so many good things that happen. I come across, I, you know, I get to see you. I get, I get to come across people I haven't seen forever. Sure. And you know, it's like, some good memories. It's like, man, eh, man, let's just do this. You right. don't worry about it. I have luck all the time. I'll come across something. It's like, oh man, that's awesome. You know, or I get to see something that's cool. And, um, I'm pretty happy with my life the way I've lived it. You know, it's, it's been a rocky thing, but I don't think I changed anything. You know, I know. What it is. I know. I had somebody the other day ask me, 
They wanted me and Steph, we were laughing our butts off. They wanted to go out. What'd she say? She and her husband were separated, but they didn't want people to know that on Facebook, so they were still living together. <laughs> because she's a model in KC, and she's a fashion designer, and they had the 1.1 kids, perfect kids, and the beautiful kids, and I'm laughing, and she goes, I go, but don't you want to be happy? I go, we're almost 50. Go be happy. She goes, no. She goes, we're trying to redate each other. Would you guys go out with us as a perfect marriage couple? We, we, we just start laughing our ass off. I go, we are far. We, we fight. We'll cuss each other out. And then we're, we're best friends. I mean, we are absolutely best friends. And I said, we both realized, take time off from each other for a minute. Yeah. And it's okay to be mad. Yep. And we both have our quirks. We're not going to change them. And we've learned each other. We've learned to push buttons. Um. We were laughing. We're like, sure, we'll go out with you. But we're probably not the perfect example because we're not the fairy tale. We'll, we'll tell you. That I'm matter of fact, everybody gives me crap because I'll just I'll tell you forward what the problem is. I I I don't time. I'm like Kevin, my cousin. Right. I think you're a jerk. Say, hey, you're a jerk, man. I don't care. Right. It is what it Did is. you go out with him? No, we never went out with him. Oh. I said, uh, uh, I. It's so stupid. It's not even funny. It's yeah. like I can't stand fake people. I'd rather you tell me, hey, Dave, I can't stand you. I'll be like, hey, man, I love you. I respect you. You right. said it. Right. When you bluff me, I can't stand it. Yeah, especially when you know it. Yeah. You know, but who wants to live that life? But that's what a lot of people live, man. I don't, I mean, it's the same to me as like walking around knowing every single day that you owe these three people money from shit that was 15 years ago. That would make me Yeah, crazy. but think about how we were growing up because like you're rare to make me because getting a divorce back when our parents did was a no-no back then. That was a right. dirty secret. You didn't right. brag about it. Well, uh, I mean, I, I took shame in a suitcase to Atlanta with me. I'm here. I am new kid at school. I have a stepdad and a, yeah, a dad. And you a were step- bad. You were bad. You didn't talk about it. Yep. Family stuck together more back then. And I think social media has kind of ruined things now. Cause it's like, Oh, my bread could be better on this side. So just, Oh, maybe you guys, everybody goes through a little spell, you know, hang in there. Yeah. Um, now it's just like, it happens. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. Um, and I wish people would realize you're only making the lawyer's money. You're not doing anything to each right. other. Well, and also like, I've had this conversation with my kids a bunch and I think they're ma- they're like at least considering believing me on this, but I've told them, um, I know it hurts right now that we're, you know, in separate homes and, and dating and whatever. Um, but, and, but we're, we have your best interests and we're kind of getting along yeah. Um, and it, that is so much better than if we were under the same roof and fighting all the time. And they say, no way, we would totally take the fighting. I'm like, eh, it's not healthy. Until you're 40 and then you realize like how much damage living with that fighting did, you know? Yeah. It, it, and I, I was the same way. I would tell them, hey, we both love you. And I said, we may not get along. And I said, just because we didn't make it doesn't mean you won't have normal relationships. Right. I go, it's everybody's different. Right. And I said, it's just the way of life. And I said, uh, it's a new adventure. Mm-hmm. And I go, we're nervous. We haven't done it before either. And I said, we're learning as we go. Yeah. Um, it is. And it's a lot better. But see, you and I talk more to our kids than our parents talked to us back then. Right. It was none of your business. Shut up. You take what you get. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, it was tough back then. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's why I was able to adapt. So we being a latchkey kid. I saw how other families were. Um, I saw some families that had so much money, they were giving everything to them. And I'd be honest with those kids are still miserable today and not yeah. doing very well. I've seen some of the poorest families. Uh, they make great families. Um, Brett just got divorced. He, he got married later than any of us. He just got a divorce. And I was kind of giving a little advice on dating. I'm like, hey, man, even though she said it's okay, 
I wouldn't bring the girl around and get any kids for a while. And I kind of keep it to yourself for a while. And I said, because everybody, no matter what they say or not, it's hard to see somebody with somebody else you've been with so many years. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to give a little advice and, you know, and I said, uh, be cordial. Uh, don't rub anybody's face. And I said, I always do it the old fashioned way where I introduce them. Hey, I'm getting ready to bring around the kids. Here you go. Cause it's, your kids lose respect for you. I think if you keep bringing different people around your kids all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is hard. Yeah. Um, and you don't try to force one on them. You just let them kind of adapt to mm-hmm. whatever. So mm-hmm. um, it is different. But I mean, and we have, you know, my kids sometimes have problems with my wife now and her kids have problems with me sometimes. It's sure. Just, hey, man, I remember it was like to grow up with a stepdad. Yep. Know, you know? Yep. So, um, matter of fact, I don't talk to my mom and stepdad because they're best friends with my ex wife right now. And I think the person I miss the most is my stepdad because I enjoyed conversations with him. <laughs> uh, wow. My mom. I found out the whole time was giving my ex oh, no, information the whole time. Oh, I thought you were going to say money. That might yeah. information might even be worse. No, she's giving her money too. Oh yeah, she gives her money too. And he used to be mad. She would come and help me with the business and tell my ex I should be paying her two thousand, three thousand dollars a month in child support. And my ex thought the same thing too. You know what's funny about both of them? They would look at all the checks coming in, but not one of them would look at the bills going out. And I kept explaining to him, I could be making a million dollars. But if it takes $990,000 to make that million dollars, then I'm only making $10,000. And I said, I wish you'd understand that. And I said, you've never once asked to look at the receipts. Right? Never. So weird. But you look at these checks hand over fist. I said, you got payroll, you got insurance. You have so many things you have no idea what goes yeah. on. Fuel. Yeah. Yeah, that's been my problem. So she stabbed she stabbed me back. So when I went to go see Brent in Montana, my, uh, I didn't have any phone. I get back, I, I got these messages, like a thousand and stuff. It's like, oh my God, you won't believe what happened. Your mom took the kids and wouldn't bring it back. She said, those are her kids. I said, wait, really? wait, what? Your kids? Yes. So my mom would help me on weekends. When I got married, I said, hey, I appreciate everything you did. I got a wife now. We got to start to make a family. We got to make it work, you know, and I don't need your help anymore. She goes, no, because all my kids were starting to get recognition for scholarships and stuff. And she's mm-hmm. like, hey, I raised them. And I said, Man, I spent many times in my grandma's house. My grandma never said that. I mean, you spent your weekends with your Jesus grandma. Jesus Christ, man. Oh, it's... If I could write a book about that whole messed up family stuff, I could. But it's like, I try to make my kids normal about it as possible. And I've always told them, you can have a relationship with your mom. I don't care. And I said, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I said, but uh, my little one's having a hard time. She's brainwashed him pretty good. And it's, it's pretty bad. She is the definition of parent alienating, but she says I am. It's kind of funny if you see... I'm always the one, yeah, you need to do this. Or, hey, have you talked to your mom today, you know, when he's with me? And he's like, no. I was like, you can text or call her. I don't care. Right. What do I care? Good for you. You know? Yeah. Um, But I know what she does to me. So, but now her boyfriend, though, I could kill because he had sex with her in the bed with my son. And my son saw it. And that is why I wanted to kill that guy so bad still to this day. You don't do that. Right. Oh, yeah. Man. You don't ever do that. Oh, yeah. I could write a whole story about that. So, (sighs) I think, I think there's a, I think I think you got a couple stories. When I, like I said, when I've lived life, I've lived life. Yeah, you know, but no, no. And I love running out of the old East Boys. I mean, I I got ran into some of the people from Blue Valley North. I said, Dave, you got to come to the thirtieth. I'm like, no, I have no desire to. And I said, if East has one, I'll go see everybody there because I I still see everybody. Right. I mean, it's like I've never left. Yeah. And they're like, no, you got to come. I'm like, I'll be honest, with you, I, I don't talk to any of you. Talk to two of you. Everybody at East, Blender, and I still talk to everybody. Right. And I said, it's we wild. still have something in common. Yeah. And I said. No thanks. So what 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 is the total number of ink projects on your body up to right now? Oh, I, I don't even know anymore. I've this started as a I got a new artist now, and it started as a, one side of my sleeve is things I've done in my life, like 
my animals I've kept and adventures I've done with hunting and stuff like that. And one says Ulf Hednar, which means uh, it's Viking for uh, being able to do something nobody else can, a warrior. So I've always, you know. Cool. I did that. And then this is my Marvel. I'm a geek. This is my Marvel side. I love oh. Venom. And so these are all my anti-heroes. They don't do stuff because they didn't do it for money. They do it because they got conflict in there sure. and I, I like it. I'm a geek. I collect Transformers and Godzilla. So <laughs> I have all this side here and then I've got my devil city angels girl right there. My nice. rock and roll girl. Nice. That was their logo. And something happened where I'm so glad I, I copied it because something happened where they, they don't show it anymore. So oh, I don't think I got copyright infringement or something, but I couldn't wait to get it. And I got a buddy who you, Oh, you'd love him, man. Uh, he owns his own tattoo shop, builds bikes. I mean, okay. he's got a quarter pipe in his backyard. He just built. What? Oh, Nice. He's our age. Okay. Um, he does my ink, and uh, he does my wife. My kids have him. Um, my, my kids, I always make him say, if you pick it out, now think about it for about a week, because that's going on your body, and it's going to hurt that to was get it off. My, my, my next question was, when did you get your first one, and are you still happy with it? Yes, I got my first one. was Paul Prince. I was with. I just got back in 2013 with my ex-wife after, after the divorce. We took one vacation to try to make it work. I was. They shouldn't have given it to me. I was so drunk in Florida. I walked into the shop. I don't even know which it was. And he was a newbie. It was like 12 o'clock at night. And he gave me four paw prints for my kids. It's something I wanted. And I got it. Um, could not find the hotel. As I went from hotel to hotel, I was saying, oh my am God. I staying here? And then I came back and got uh, Mandalorian uh, long before it became no way. famous. Yeah, I got, I love Bubba Fett. I've always oh, loved Bubba my, Fett. My boy and I, uh, we, we, we were really slow. Uh, to get started and then we watched a couple and what a fucking trip i mean like when with... boba fett comes in to shoot oh i got you need to look it up on youtube i need to send you that link so when boba fett came in to save him at the very end and got his all his armor back and started saving the mandalorian at the very end of that season boba fett gets his gear back on yeah someone put it to shoot the thrill nice i've got to send you that because well so 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 like uh the, so the episode where he gets the thing up his nose yeah. from the sand, from the sand, the Tuscan Raider, yeah. and goes on this pilgrimage, and then comes back and like makes this. I mean, that is I got goosebumps. That, like that was first of all, my boy's eight, so he he gets scared and stuff. Um, but so so we we paused for a second there, but then just this past weekend we watched a couple, and the Mandalorian comes back. Oh yeah, and I was like. We were like, oh, my God. And so then he was like, I, I, I feel like I need to see the end see, scene from episode two. where and, and, and like he is it's so weird when you see characteristics that match you versus anyway, I'm super, super sensitive. And so the whole scene where Grogu is uh, Luke has sh- shown up to save the day and it's yeah, time, yeah. time for him to give. Grogu to loop my boy is like in tears and I'm like didn't you I well ne- up a little bit though when you saw because oh, that's what we grew up with yeah 100% to see something like we never see 100% like so dude we went to Comic Con I, I have a picture of Jeremy right before he Bullock before he passed away that played Boba Fett in the films that you and I grew up in uh-huh. I'm at Comic Con I'm buying every picture he got I I, I was so upset cause he's so sweet because he's you know he's I think he's British or something and I waited in line for two hours and I get there and he's like oh I don't take cars I take cash only I'm like ooh and I'm like can I please go to the ATM, get the money out? Because I bought a ton of pictures and have them sign every one of them. I, that's what is in my basement too. I have Mar- Marvel headbanger stuff. I have nice. everything. Um, well, so the, so the, so well, I think it's uh, episode five, and all of a sudden the Mandalorian's back. Oh yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. And then 
he gets fucking banished. Yes. For I was like, his helmet. can he explain why he like? I was like, fuck those no, two, man. That's 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 the rule, man. It's just, I, I, and that's what season three is going to be about. He has to go back and redo it. So wait, what? He, season three, he's going back to Mandalore to get do the. Oh, they, well, so, so that's as far as we've gotten. Oh, it hasn't come out yet. It doesn't come out. No, 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 but, but in the Boba Fett, because oh, there's 14, okay. 14 episodes. Yes. Anyway, uh, and then he, so where we left off, and don't, don't spoil for me, but um, he goes to see him, to see Grogu. Yes. And then he he's like, but I've come all this way, and what, what's her name? Ahsoka. I, 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 I yes. Um. And then the episode ends, and Luke's like, "You have to choose." And I was like, "What the? F- I'm fucking dying here, man." I it's it's tough, man. And uh, and I want to know where the correlation of is. How's related to Yoda? What creature? Because he, he's not. Everybody calls him Baby Yoda, but he's not. I mean, he's that creature. But I'm I'm hoping they'll fill in the blanks of yeah. how that happened. Um. So you know, we kind of like picked up the pace because I was like, "Oh shit." May first, I was like, buddy, we got to get going with Boba Fett because Obi Wan's coming out. Oh, it's already out. Already no, I it. I know, I know. Now we. But you, you, he'd probably have a hard time. You'll laugh because when you see some stuff. It goes back to the first movie you and I first saw in the theaters in '77. Okay. You got to kind of watch it and then go back and read about it to see what you missed. There's some sure, things you'll sure. miss, but yeah, it, but, it's cool. It's um, cool. man, that I I still. Somehow they this franchise. I know there's haters, but somehow this franchise always finds a way to like tap into. Because it's John Favreau. Well, but I mean, I hated Sand People for oh, yeah. decades, and then when my kids, when I watched all the movies with my kids, they were like, I, "I I hate those people," and I was like, "Yeah, I hate them too." And now I'm like, "Wait, what? I yeah, actually really understood." Yeah, yeah, I know. That's cool. And how like all of that used to be sea, and that's just been dried up. But isn't, desert. It, isn't it crazy to think that George Lucas's warp and creative mind? He had all this written down, and they just couldn't. It's get, crazy. I technology can't, couldn't get to it. I can't even wrap my head. That's around. why he said he couldn't. He couldn't do it anymore. Right. He, he wanted to get on other stuff because technology hadn't caught up to what he was trying to do. I mean, um, it's so cool. So BB Eight was supposed to be R two D two back in seventy seven. No. Yes. Really? But the technology wasn't there yeah. to make him be that. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, and th- I mean, I was devastated when he comes back and like all of those Tuscan right I mean, just burned. And then I've always always also thought that they like had a head wrap and like whatever that piece of, but maybe that's just what they look like. Yeah, they because they they got did they get disformed or whatever from the sea? There's something happened that they had to do that permanently, and they, and it, they couldn't outrun her. I don't what know. Was expl- I've seen some explanations of stuff lately. It's like. Because you go back and forth. I never followed the canon, the legends. There's two different right, versions right. of it. I never got that deep into it. I just, I have found in my life, it's like Thor, I loved it because I didn't know the story. So uh-huh. I liked it. The Spider-Man's I'm having trouble with because they keep running it because that's not the story. They keep they keep messing it up. Huh. It drives me nuts how they keep so, running it. So. so where we left off, uh, the Marshall, mm-hmm. he's like, all right, I'll help. And then that super, super creepy dude comes and... Who was that? Was is that a Pike? Is that what? Um, God, who was he? Didn't, that? He didn't look like the Pikes that were. Yeah, I, I have to go back and watch again because I've kind of because it's been I haven't seen that in a while. Because uh, I liked Mandalorian better, liked Boba Fett. I liked Boba Fett when he was in the Mandalorian, but I didn't like where they kind of took the series. 
it kind of we're enjoying it. They kind of lightened it up too much for me, and I wanted it to be the Mandalorian. Uh, the way it was like, oh my god! But see again, I know Boba Fett's story. I don't know Mandalorian story, so I like Mandalorian. You know what I mean? And if mm-hmm. I don't know it, I look at a different approach. It drives me crazy when someone tries to change it too much. Yeah. Um, like Venom, I'm a huge. I was a Venom freak long before Venom came along. I hate what they did. The fact that they can't put that spider on because Sony owns the rights to him, it drives me absolutely insane. <laughs> because when Marvel's getting ready to break up, he sold a bunch of stuff, and then all of a sudden it became hot, and then that's why you know certain characters aren't owned by Disney, and they're trying to get him back, which is cool. Uh, a lot of these artist families, they're in court right now to get the rights back before Sony, so they'll, they'll, they will have control of it again. Wild. So I'm hoping some of these artists get their family stuff back. Yeah. So so Spider Man may be up there and in in up there again. Hmm. So interesting. It's pretty cool. But yeah, it's cool. I love going to those things. But I was going to the last Comic Con, but it was like, how much to get in? I'm like, I remember going into. Remember Casey Mart out there by the Best Buy by 115th and Metcalf. Mm, kind of. They used to have Comic Con there. Really. And I took my son when they were your kids' age there, and we would go, 20 bucks to walk in. All these famous people, nobody cared about then. Right. Because we were all having kids. We didn't right. care. And then, you know, to sit there and spend 150 bucks just to walk in the door, and it's like, eh, I don't need to see that nah. stuff, you know? Nah. So I would like to see Ralph Macchio and what's-his-name was there. That would have been cool. <laughs> Karate Kid, because I love what they've done that concept. That was cool. What, Cobra Kai? I love what they've done with it. Okay. It's, it's kind of cool to see it kind of come back in a creative way to yeah. something that is different than what we saw. Yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. But... I like those outtakes and stuff like that, but I'm so fat. But I'm a, I mean, I have, I collect the new Transformers, the Godzillas, the old cartoon stuff. We, I try to collect that stuff. Nice. I just, uh, you know, I got made fun of it growing up, and I kind of hit it and didn't do it. And I'm like, yeah, why not do it? Screw it. Who cares what people think of you? Yeah. So everybody's got their little hobby. Joy. Yeah. Finding joy. That's that's and my kids. I love doing it with my kids. They like that's they cool. like doing it. So that's cool. Uh, sports. I have a little hobby doing some stuff. My my kids like some sports. I'm like, you know. I'm disappointed because a lot of these guys I've met and they're not nice people and it kind of ruins my thing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I wish I never would have met them. Right. Uh, like Derek Thomas and Neil Smith and uh, I can't stand Patrick Mahomes. Really? Uh, he, yeah, he, my friends at Ryan were taking care of uh, the property before he bought it and uh-huh. they come along and that girl from whatever she is said, we're not paying that kind of money. What do you think? And it's like, you know, here you are making more money than Fist. This is what they got to charge. It's a regular price. It doesn't matter who you are. And you're you're demonetizing them because you don't think it's worth it. But you have 80 closets full of shoes. You think that's your value. That's <laughs> fine. But if that's your fine, but you don't sit there. I hate when people talk down to us. You know, yeah. I'm done with you. Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff drives me crazy. But uh, my son's big into it. And I just like, eh, some of your... I mean, I'm sitting there on the phone with the guy who owes me money. LeBron James is sitting there talking to him. And LeBron James is on speaker because I didn't believe it was. And he put him on speaker. And he's sitting there bad-mouthing all of us. And I'm going, yeah, I'm done with you. Yeah. Uh, you, you just – kind of different from the fans that we were growing up with. You know, I like not knowing their backstory. So, uh, yeah. you know, tons of Royals players from my kids playing baseball. Their kids play with my kids. So, you're like, eh, you're kind of a handful. Like, the secrets I have on you. And it's like, eh, you're kind of a jerk. So – Matter of fact, a customer and I just hit it off because he uh, he played for the Nationals, and the Royals, and we he I told him who I knew and what we knew. And we both <laughs> thought the same thing. He's like, "I like you." I go, "I like you a lot because you're not like them." I said, "Yeah." Um, one of them even threatened my wife uh, uh, to beat her up, and I can't wait till he comes in town. I get to have a what? conversation. She was dating his partner in one of the baseball programs in town, and 
he, he ended up marrying her. He got married again, and he was marrying a trust fund girl, so he wanted to keep her here, and he was dating and cheating on her. Mm. And he thought Steph was telling it wasn't Steph, and so he threatened to beat her up and throw her down the stairs. I'm going, you don't threaten women, buddy. And Dude, I mean, I knew him very well. He's a drunk. Threatening a girl and beating up a server, a waitress. What the hell? Oh, like God. You'd be people are weird, man. Yeah, it's, apparently. Yeah, that's what I've always taught my women to be, girls to be strong women. You know, don't take, don't take it. So you're just as strong as anybody else. You get dressed the same way we do. Wow. You just look better. Listen, man, uh, I got to wrangle this dog. Dude, is awesome. Um, thank you so much uh, for giving Anytime, me time. Um, I was joking with the the dude that was on uh, before you, like um, when I get when that list gets a little bit longer, I might hit up a couple or three people to come talk about some records that we didn't talk about the first time around. Let me know, man. Let so, me know. If you need some other people to reach out to, I, I well, a couple buddies, I, man. They said they talked to you. Yeah, so. you, 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 get, you got me too. I wanted to get you on the books and done before yeah. I reach out to them so they can at least, if they Brooks, want to. Brooks, he's a great guy. Uh, you got to get Brad, man. Brad's, he's, he's, he's uh, getting ready to put another concert on again, man. He's okay. constantly playing downtown. That's one of the two dudes you sent uh, Brad me. Brad Bugner. That's, so you, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You Brad. Yeah. Brad's uh, Casey Green, yeah. and then he's going, he, he plays a lot of Mobley's place, The Ship. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We That'd be a good place about, to even yeah. catch up with two guys. You know, Brad. I love Brad. Yeah. I mean, he's just the sweetest guy in the world. Well, cool, man. So, Thank you so much. Thanks, man. All Appreciate right. you, brother. Talk to you. All right, buddy.